Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They had been been around the block a time or two. What the first deal they built, I bet. No, no, you know, I think they were, the the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce of UNC Asheville, to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap, cheapo cars, and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then the guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who, who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy's steal when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast, available on YouTube, DailyDownForce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Vault Podcast. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item. Backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Oh, holy moly. Hey, 
probably just heard Jarrett saying right now because we are live right now how's it going everybody welcome back Hello. to nwp on danny b talks tonight i'm your host danny b thanks so much for joining us uh we have got a crazy packed episode this week we have lots and lots of things to talk about so let's go ahead and get straight on into it it's just us our your usual panel let's get straight into the cup race at new hampshire motor speedway christopher bell gets his second career win and another gibbs driver is strangely seemingly afraid of the lobster that they give you like you know you're going into this you could win a lobster just it, it's, it's got his claws literally taped up so yeah i don't know thought that was funny yeah, yeah Chris Bell's got to get used to it. He's already won three Xfinity races. He's won a, first, a cup race here in like his third yeah. start. You better get used to the lobsters. He's I get thought him. he was used to it by now. But what we're not used to is uh, some former crew members actually doing their job and not costing a driver a race or whatever. It, so it, that was fun. Yeah. Seemingly very controversial now, and no one's really talked about this, the fact that they didn't get penalized for what happened the week before now. And then they mm-hmm. stuck around and they got the job done of Christopher Bell. So let's uh, let's get some yeah. thoughts on this, Eric. What do you think about this weekend? Because you picked Christopher Bell to win, and you got you got you had a weekend sweep. He, he swept I had a weekend. A, I had I a hell Bell. of a weekend. All right, Bell. yeah, Jared got Christopher Bell right, but now I got the Xfinity race with all guy. I got the SRX race, the Stewart, and the Cup race with my boy Christopher Bell. Oh shoot! Bell. I got the SRX race too. Yeah. Well done. All right. I'm excited close. for the I'm excited for the end of the show when we get to pick points chat. You guys are in a world of hurt right I'm now. Not. But uh <laughs> Christopher Bell. Now he didn't dominate this race, but you knew he would be there at the end because of how good he's been here historically. The race was dominated, at least the first like 70%, by his two teammate Martin Truex Bush, like in the interstate batteries car. What was going on there? I couldn't tell who it was half the time, but Martin Truex I thought I thought Kyle Bush won the poll at first, not gonna lie. Yeah, it was Truex's first poll since joining JGR. I did not realize that was wow. that, that was true until someone mentioned either on the broadcast or on Twitter. I forget. But uh Truex had ran probably his best race of the year and still didn't have enough to win the race. He got a solid top five, but faded once he got back in dirty air on two tires late in the race. So Christopher Bell was there to pick up the scraps Truex left behind gets his first win and blows up the playoff grid he came in 16th he's now effectively 14th if you're going by who's like how how safe they are but i think once you factor in where he's at in the regular season standings he'll actually be like the 11th or 12th i believe again today so i believe chase briscoe's now 14th in the playoff i think when it comes to like who's safest bell doesn't have any other playoff points besides this win he doesn't have any stage Mm -hmm. wins so i'm not sure exactly how that I think it's like the lowest guy in points with a win. Yes. So it, it probably mm-hmm. goes to Briscoe or Cindric there, or so, maybe Hamlin. I don't know. I got Hamlin's it. got so, two wins. So never mind. It would yeah. be him. Sorry. He's yeah. safe with two. I have the points up right here. Briscoe's the lowest, then Tyler Reddick, Suarez, Kurt oh, yeah. Bush, and then Cindric now in 13th. 
Oh, oh, that Cindric's been on a hot streak lately. I forgot. I got to give yeah. him some respect. He's yeah. been hot lately. Top 10 and left and right. So. so it was a good race. I was happy to see Christopher Bell win. I thought it was very competitive throughout. I thought it was, uh, I, I know uh, a couple of you guys have been kind of high on New Hampshire the last couple mm-hmm. of years. And uh, you know, last year's race was good despite the frustrating weather situation and bad calls by NASCAR. It was still a really exciting race. Uh, this year's race was exciting without all the dramatic controversial calls. So um, I think New Hampshire's, with between the next the gen six and now the next gen it's had a couple really good races in a row so i hope that leads to bigger and better things for this track mm-hmm. see i'm in the minority with this i would love to see new hampshire have two races again but then like uh, that's not a very popular opinion though, so i totally get like why that's never going to happen i don't think but like i don't know just for the one race and stuff like the past few years like like I always go into the race with not the highest of expectations. And then all of a sudden, boom, like the race just exceeds them, just blows them out the water. So that was just another weekend uh, last weekend for the cup series at, um, at New Hampshire. It was a great race. Uh, some surprise runs too, including Bubba Wallace, who was inside the top 10 for pretty much most of the race. And then he was consistently in the top five for some parts of it as well. He gets P3. Danny, you almost won some money. You know, you were close. You were this close to winning some cash, but but yeah, hopefully he can come through next time. But it's something about that DraftKings scheme. Every time he runs that scheme, he seems to to I don't know, just he runs in the top five all of a sudden. It's weird. Yeah. And didn't he run it at Pocono last year? He did. If yeah, he I runs think... it at Pocono this year, yeah. I'm gonna place a bet on him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's pretty good at it. I, I will say, like I've I've been pleasantly surprised with the sort of like renaissance of New Hampshire racing. I, I personally thought that that one was about as good as last year's. Last year's is really fun. No tinted windows this time. Um, <laughs> no I bad go, calls neither. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far as as you though. Uh, I wouldn't go as far as you though, Darian. I, I don't think it should have two dates. You should be able to get forty thousand seats filled up in one race if you if you want two dates. Yeah, I was gonna um, say that too. Like the attendance just for the one date though. I was like, yeah, that's not good. <laughs> Not good at all. Overall, I was I was pleasantly surprised with how well Bell made it up through there. I was surprised with how much easier it was to pass than in previous years, even with the lack LPJ of PJ one. Yeah, yeah. Like I I was I was surprised in in all ways. This this race going into the weekend, I noticed like most people, and I was when I tweeted how much better New Hampshire was at the Xfinity race. I got so many people being like, "Wait till the Cup race is gonna suck with this car." And then it's like, it's the best race of the weekend, bar none. I don't care. I think it was better than the modified race, personally. Uh, I was, they wrecked I, at the I finish of the modified yeah. race. That's that's what gets every red-blooded American <laughs> out of their seats, right? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm the, not the, just the, any that, old American. Hey, they, to, to quote the great uh, director of Talladega Super Speedway, that's how every say. race should end. I was there for that. That was so cringe. <laughs> then you have all these people, yes, yes you're right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I also want to give a shout out to Chase Elliott. Uh, I don't want to, not. I'm sorry if you were going to do this, Danny, but uh, first, second, first, second, his last four races. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he got into some guys at the end there racing like Logano and Kurt Busch. He was driving in a little over his head for a few laps there. Maybe made some enemies, but he has emerged as to me the clear championship front runner. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm picking championship four slots right now, he probably gets my first pick. Like he feels like the one I'm most confident in, considering he's been to the championship for the last two years, and right now. He's he seems and to be as fast as really he's ever been. all of these tracks coming up have have been or could be great tracks for uh chase elliott because we've got two more road courses coming up especially watkins Glen. he has an average finish of 1.5 coming up there so i 
I definitely can see uh, four more wins for him at the end of this regular season. Now, before we talk about some winners, we can also let's get into some controversy that happened too during the race too between some two mid-pack drivers. Now, you know, you had Keselowski Damn. and Dylan just out of nowhere. Like, like Eric, you start us off here. What, like, what happened, man? Like, what was going on with that? It's it feels so weird to hear Brad Keselowski called a mid-pack driver. Oh, this year, I mean, uh, he's he starting his own. He's helping out. He's yeah. trying to do his own thing as an owner, and yeah, it's not working. So Talk far. about some growing pains. Yeah, I don't. Nobody knows what happened there. I even listened to the clip on Door Bumper Clear because TJ Majors, I believe, is Keselowski's spotter, and he didn't even know what the hell was going on. So nobody knows what was happening. Austin Dillon claimed that he's had some long history with with uh keselowski he well, remember like michigan of last year remember that i don't know what the hell happened there i don't uh, watch 17 place flipped uh <laughs> austin Dillon did yeah. because it was yeah. in the t- it was in the top he was, five he was just racing it was after a stage by the way they were just racing hard oh, and then brad yeah brad just spun him out mm-hmm. yeah that was where brad was down the apron right and kind mm-hmm. of came back up off the apron i, I remember, do remember that i remember i was filming them coming to the line and i like put my phone down I'm like oh it's the end of the stage so what the hell <laughs> i don't remember that incident explicitly though i don't remember thinking brad was clearly in the wrong maybe he was people who watched it more recently can say oh no he clearly just messed up but i don't remember it being obvious that keselowski was at fault either way uh, I don't know what happened in this race because there's no way he was sitting here like a year later thinking, oh, man, remember Michigan? <laughs> no, you ah, know screw what? this guy. <laughs> maybe it was like maybe over time a few things had built up that weren't necessarily caught on camera. Or maybe it's like, you know, these little itty-bitty racing moves that maybe well, annoyed the hell out I'll, of Austin I'll say maybe. I'll say this. Keselowski, after the bumping under caution, which I think under caution, like, yeah, that's like, dumb. Yeah. Not cool to do that under caution. No, I, the, the broadcast had bring up it's similar to like, a little similar to a Robbie Gordon, Michael Waltrip situation at the, the same track, but the post-race interviews to me kind of, it, it made, it made Austin Dillon not look good. Cause Austin Dillon was basically taking little pot shots at Keselowski whereas Keselowski like said one thing at the start and then tried to keep it civil for the most part. So I have to say that I am, I'm definitely leaning towards Keselowski if I have to take how they acted after the race. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't know, man. Here's it, the thing. Was, there, Austin, there's no replay of what happened. Maybe yeah, there's no, happened. there's no replay and stuff. But yeah, to your point, though, Jared, the last point about, you know, the way Austin Dillon looked, I was just thinking about this too before the show started. I'm like, the past couple of weeks haven't been the best for Austin Dillon PR-wise because, number one, Tyler Reddick leaving, that was a huge deal. And then you had a bunch of fans coming out the woodworks just once again saying that, oh, he's not prioritized because Austin Dillon, granddaddy's money, that sort of thing. I thought those arguments had died down for a while, but I guess Tyler Reddick leaving and announcing he's, you know, he's leaving RCR that just, you know, restuck the fires of those arguments again. But then also too, like after like the whole, this whole incident with Keselowski and watching his like little post-race interview, then I log on Twitter and see like some of these memes because, you know, he has his own, he has his own reality show. That, uh, the ratings very, up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not very many people watch, by the way. But, but yeah. So anyway, so like I saw this meme and it said life in the slow lane with Austin Dillon. So I'm like, dang, just Austin Dillon can't catch a break, man. Just like the well, past couple of weeks. Like, likewise, all the stuff that's happened with Austin Dillon, I've, I noticed it a lot in my comment section. It's also bringing his brother Ty in with it because, you know, he just got released from the 42 and uh, people are essentially saying the exact same thing to him, saying, oh, he's just... Uh, grandpa's spoon-fed utter utter grandson and it's like like dude this guy doesn't even work for rcr you don't have to lump him into all this yeah yeah don't know what to make of it 
uh, clearly the teams don't know what, what happened. I guess only Austin Dillon knows what really set him I, off. I just, I, I just thought it was shocking to see shades of 2014 Brad Keselowski. Like, yeah, Dillon, you know, hit him under yellow a little bit there, but Brad hit me under yellow. I can't believe he still dragged that car to a top 10 finish. I thought he broke something for sure. Well, that shows how durable the next gen cars are. are Sometimes. Which is awesome. Yeah. Sometimes. But I mean, Keselowski, I mean, he's just frustrated this year, man. I mean, like he was expected to point his way into the playoffs by uh, a lot of this panel too. And a lot of fans earlier in the year. I mean, I guess like what happened was fans had saw, you know, Tony Stewart make the transition from just just a uh, race car driver to a race car driver slash race car owner too. So they thought, oh, okay. So cause last week we'll find some similar success. And he had an amazing start. The team did with the, uh, with the Daytona duels uh, sweeping them. But then ever since it's been, it just hasn't, it just hasn't gone right for them too. I mean, it's gone right for uh, Chris Buescher at times though. I mean, you can even make the case that when we head over to Watkins Glen, maybe just maybe Chris Buescher could uh, get his um, get a cup series win, his second career win actually. I'd, I'd have him and, as a as a dark horse. Yeah, he's a potential dark horse. But I mean, Kozlowski, it's just, I mean, what what is this? His like second, third top ten of the season, something like that. I can't be uh, more than that. Third, third top ten. Yeah, no see, top which, which even without the one hundred point penalty he had at the beginning of the year, I don't think Kozlowski was going to be close to a playoff contender anything right now yeah either way he wasn't gonna become close but i mean i guess that's just it just boils down to he's just frustrated this year so then i guess some a guy who he's ran into before austin dylan hits him under caution i guess he wanted to pay it hit him under yellow you hit him under yellow yeah you gotta put it yellow you hit me under yellow right so he wanted to hit him under yellow not 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 under caution not under yellow under yellow 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 but uh Speaking of memorable things that were said, uh, Jeff Burton had an interesting take on Roth Chastain. There we go again. Oh, dude, what you were heated thing? about this, Jarrett. Jarrett was heated. I saw on yeah. Twitter about oh, this. It was, it was more that it's like the contact was not that big of a deal. Like it wasn't, and I, and I, I brought up Elliot not not to like dog on Elliot. I think that people misinterpreted what I said about that. I thought what Elliot did was fine each way. I think he got tight with the whole Logano incident and he was just being aggressive going for the win. But Jeff Burton isn't going to call. And I get, yes, Ross Chastain has a history. But Jeff Burton literally only calls out Ross Chastain and then becomes like a freaking milquetoast fence sitter on every other incident. And my point was is that Chastain, in my opinion, didn't do anything wrong. He did the same thing William Byron did earlier in the race, and Jeff Burton went off on a freaking tangent about Chastain for a lap and a half on how, well, because he races like that, people are going to treat him well. And it's like everyone's been doing that all day. Like it's not something new. Well, I want to jump in here because I think Burton sounded a little defensive, like he was trying to defend his previous takes on Ross Chastain for past incidents. And I can understand why, because think about what Justin Mark said originally about Ross Chastain at Gateway. He did nothing wrong. Guys just don't like him that he's now running fast. Guys in the top five hate him just because he's there. Like that was the way he was talking at first. And I think some fans believe the same thing. They think that guys like Hamlin, Chase Elliott, Kyle, but whoever – aren't Ross Chastain fans just because he's winning. And I think what Jeff Burton's trying to drill home is that, no, these drivers retaliate, say bad things about him, 
because of how he actually races, not because he's fast, but because of how he runs into people, how he's over aggressive. So I'm with you in that moment. You know, we saw Chase Elliott, like, like I said, and like you just said, Chase Elliott drove into guys a couple of times as well late in that race. It's not like Chastain was the only guy at New Hampshire, but it was kind of a, it was in the middle of the race racing for like seventh place. And it was kind of like, why'd you drive in that hard? You typically saw guys pick either the third or the first lane. He drove in in like the second and washed up into the guy. So it was kind of an odd move and a weird timing to do it. So I understood Burton criticizing him and calling it out at that moment. But the reason I think he sounded so strong and so defensive on it is because he does see that pushback from Justin Marks a few weeks ago and sometimes some fans. I think that's where the pushback is coming. But I'm with you. It was maybe a little strong. I thought it was 100% accurate, but I'm with you. He's not going to single out many other drivers the same way. He did you know, kind of criticize Chase Elliott lightly when Elliott ran to Logano. He, I think he said something like, Elliott's not making any friends up here. So he wasn't completely biased but you're right he, it felt odd that he went on for about a lap on ross chastain it, well, it was just this, like and it's not been the first time either like he's done this in 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 every single race this it was, season it was, it was just funny to me because you hear like dale jr be like you know that's what you gotta do to get past people and bird's like no it's not <laughs> yeah we're, we're, although you know everyone can be guilty of being a little biased every now and again. It seems like did, did did he ever do anything to Harrison? Like, where's this bias come from with Jeff Burton well, towards Ross Chastain? Well, Harrison isn't on screen much, so yeah, yeah. Like, there's like not like, there's yet. No, no disrespect to Harrison, but like the the dude has one top ten on the year, and it was at Atlanta. It yeah. was ten. So and that was this month, by the way. I, I wonder it. if it's Jeff Burton trying to maintain his like reputation as the clean racer, the mayor. Everyone likes I think, him. Everyone you know looks what? awesome. I think, Ask Jeff I think Gordon has... in 2010 about that. Burton maintains that was an accident, I suppose, I believe. I don't know if he maintains that. He said at the time. Um, I think he said it was an accident. But he said he is... like the sun was in his eyes or something, didn't he? I don't remember that exact incident. I think yeah. it, something like that. I yeah. don't remember. Jeff Gordon was in his eyes pretty soon after that. Uh, yeah, he had him under yellow. <laughs> uh, we're gonna just do this the whole show. Yeah, yeah. I like and again, like Chastain has had some some times where I'm like, yeah, it's too much. Like Gateway, him and Hamlin, like that's just stupid. Don't do that. He's had stupid mistakes. I'm not saying that I'm 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 defending Chastain in every instance, but in this one it's like come on, dude. Like Byron yeah, did because... it like before and Chase uh, Elliott did it pretty soon after. Yeah. And I... and and there's not nearly the reaction. I, I'm not. I'm not Kyle Petty here. It's not like he didn't do nothing wrong in general, but it was very light, minimal contact. Like I don't think we heard anything really that, like, upsetting from any of the other drivers about him at that point. So, I, I feel it felt like an overreaction to me. Plus, it's New Hampshire. Sometimes you gotta kind of bump some people out the way to get to get by sometimes you know but yeah i think it's just because like he's just done it like he's there's been other instances of him doing it and stuff but like yeah this one was a non-issue this time in my opinion it didn't warrant that much criticism well according to the chat we asked him as was it fair or foul his uh take on ross justain 106 votes have come in so far 53 percent say that was a fair take and then 47 percent say that was a foul take at, pretty I even at, at one point it was like 51 to 49 yeah, too. At, so, yeah at, at one point foul had a lot more support but now it just fell back down to 53 47 we're gonna give yeah. the we're gonna give this like 
three more minutes and then uh, and also we'll I, I think some of that i think some of that has to do with like there's a lot of people in the chat who have other different favorite drivers too and they don't particularly like ross chastain i don't think too look, and i pointed ross chastain's probably run into their favorite i point and too. i pointed this out last week i'm like there's some bias there too from some of these fans because ross chastain has ran into a lot of drivers but, this year so. like the like the question doritos and mountain dew has did chastain hit anyone under yellow this year that's a good question. Yeah, I guess he's avoided question. he's avoided yeah. the cardinal <laughs> sin so far. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh man, he has hit plenty of people to make a yellow. Yeah, he's hurt. Yeah, he's done. That. He's, he's yeah. yeah, he's responsible for a few yellows. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that, that I just that that's my my real take on it. It's just in general, I think Burton just took it a little too far, and. I, I thought it was funny because the rest of the booth afterwards is like you hear Let's Hart and Junior, like you you found a way to get those two to like shut up for a bit. And it was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> well anyway, like another thing another thing I noticed is that Kyle Bush, man, Kyle Bush could not stop spinning. Yeah, Kyle Bush can't catch a break, man. He's I meant nice. to bring that up earlier. It was such a weird day for Joe Gibbs racing. In general, they were fast, but like mm-hmm. Hamlin kept having issues on pit road kept losing track position trying to battle back to eventually i think he got maybe a top five kyle bush was there he was relevant but he kept spinning himself out with no contact Truex was dominant until he wasn't and then christopher bell just lurked and won the race like what a like kyle bush i, I know we're going to talk about this later do you feel like kyle bush is pressing right now do you think he's put too much pressure i mean it's not even him putting the pressure on himself it's just the world it's just the entire scenario around the future of his cup series career like do you think he's that pressure is changing the way he drives. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think he's in his head. I think he's in his own head and he's push like he's pushing it to it. He's pushing it too far. He's making mistakes. He normally wouldn't make. It reminds me a lot of like 2009 to about 2013 Kyle Bush, where it's just, he's, you know, it's like he's regressing almost, which is really odd because at the age he's at, he should be going into like a, like another level of his career. It's not like he's, Harvick or his older brother Kurt, and then they're in their, you know, late, you know, not late, but mid forties. It's like he should statistically be doing better than years past right now. So I, I think it's all, all in his head. I, yeah. I, a lot is in his head, and I think him and his crew chief also don't have the same uh, chemistry that the former and him did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it's. I mean, like, yeah, does it? does it have something to do with, you know, all the other outside stuff? Does that have something to do with the lack of performance? Yes, to an extent, but maybe I feel like the main problem is just maybe the 18 and they're just not what they used to be. You know I mean? Like they're just him and the crew chief don't seem to be really gelling and stuff. And also Kyle Bush. I mean, yeah, like we expected some sort of decline, you know, eventually and stuff, but maybe this is just, maybe his decline is just starting to happen. You know, I mean, He's always going to be a great driver and stuff, but is he, is he, you know, is he always going to be like, you know, a championship four contender here or there and stuff like he used to? I don't think so, you know, yeah. but I, and, yeah. but yeah, I mean, also like having like all these contract issues and stuff that also has to play a role but into it as he's, well. He's only 37. Like yeah. he shouldn't be regressing right now. Like, no, he I should be nearing expect- the peak of his career. The peak is like yeah. 38, 39. I, I'd, I'd expect this regression around like, you know, next maybe five, six years from now. I'd, I'd expect this in 2030. I guess it's I a combination of those things I just mentioned, you know, the contract problems and then, yeah, the team's just not gelling as much. And yeah, oh, him having I, a I think it, it all started when we got rid of practice and he was mm-hmm. very, very public, very um, candid 
you know, maybe making excuses, you could argue, but it, it, I think there was real weight to them that in 2020 with no practice or qualifying, it affected him in a pretty major way. He's great at, you know, he may not sound like a great communicator, but I think he actually is when you get down to it, great at you know, deciphering what's wrong with the car, explaining what he feels and trying to work to make it better. Like he's great at wheeling an imperfect race car, but when he gets that thing perfect over the course of a race, that's huge. And I think, you know, between 2020 and 2021, very little practice, very little chances to adjust on the car to now 2022, where you maybe have a little more practice, but with these next gen cars, you can't make any major adjustments. Like I do think that maybe has hurt Kyle Busch more so than it's hurt other drivers in the field. Now, basically whatever you unload with, you can make some small adjustments to it, but you're not going to take the big swings on it that you could have two or three years ago. And Kyle Busch's history and knowledge and experience explaining what's wrong with a car, working out throughout the weekend, all of a sudden that skill is no longer valuable or no longer required to drive in the cup series. And I think maybe something about that has hurt him more than it's hurt other drivers, especially young drivers who like a Kyle Larson, who hasn't, isn't maybe the most technical mind, doesn't know every aspect, every inch of his race car. He just knows how to feel the car out. I think this plays to his strengths as opposed to Kyle Busch. So I, I think crew chief swap hurts, but I think it, you can trace it back to the start of 2020. He went from winning a championship at the end of 2019 to having won only four races in the past two and a half years. I think yep. it's all started with the pandemic. And even then, his, his one win he got this year was pure luck at what happened to get that. A little bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Chase Briscoe, for helping yeah, out. You, one could say he backed into a win. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. like, like another driver. Tyler Reddick <laughs> almost literally backed into the win. He was like <laughs> trying to drag that thing across the finish line. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for the driver. We, it's been a while since we've had a guy finish a race in rever- like backwards. Uh, like win the race, I should say backwards. I think back to that um, Xfinity finish when uh, Edwards and Stenhouse crashed on like coming to the checkered. Oh, I don't think the six car was fully backwards yet, but he was at least sideways when he crossed the line. <laughs> I mean, he had a he had a tire situation according to Marty <laughs> Reed. Outstanding commentary! You, what a legendary moment! You, you hit me under checkers. <laughs> also, I just realized this too. So we're about to enter the month of August. Usually around this time, like stuff that. Um, uh, stuff that's being planned for next season is already supposed to be finalized around this time. So yeah, I mean, to Jared's earlier point, like, yeah, I mean, that does have some effect on you too. It's like, okay, we're, you know, summer is like nearing, we're, we're you know, we're nearing the end of summer. Uh, what's going on for next year and still not Absolutely. to hear anything. I mean, yeah, that's got to do something to you. And honestly, this is a, um, this is um, one of those situations that, I don't think Kyle Busch has ever experienced too, because I mean, dude, he entered the cup series like before he was even 20 years old and stuff, you know, he's a phenom. He's, yeah. He's a phenom. He's always known like, Hey, I'm going to be driving this next year for this team. This is going to be our guys and stuff. And boom, you know, he gets the job done, but now there's a lot of uncertainty too, you know, a lot of it. And then also you have to play into like, how's this going to affect his, you know, his truck series team as well. I didn't even think about that neither, you know, with certain alliances and stuff in place, you know? So Hey, who knows what's going to happen? It's it's a, it's a very stressful time right now for him. Yep. Absolutely. It's, I think it's stressful for everyone. I mean, just look at yeah, the playoff situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, not, not, yeah. So, we so, want to get into that now. Yeah, so I thought it was interesting. Uh, Jared has an interesting uh, description of how this one was said. So I'll just say it like this. The playoff grid has been blown TF up is how he has <laughs> it in there. Six races to go, and we have only two spots remaining 
Ryan Blaney is safe by 105 points. Martin Truex Jr. is safe by 68 points. And the guy on the outside looking in, minus 68 back, is Kevin Harvick with obviously some other hungry hounds behind him, but most likely these are the three who have the most realistic shot of getting in on points. But as we've seen, and I think me and Darian were saying, we've, we're kind of going in this direction we kind of feel like we will see at least 16 winners this season. Yeah, a couple of things, too, before we get more into it. Jarrett, I'm sorry. I got to hop off the bandwagon. Looks like we're probably going to get 16 or more winners. I don't know. It's just I'm, I'm feeling it. So I was it's in the I was in six the, races. man. I was in the I know, but I got to hop just, off now. Sorry. <laughs> I got it, bro. I don't know. I just like at we'll this get, point, like we'll with the close. amount of tracks left, I mean, like we're going to get really I mean, obviously, we're really close True, right now. Truex so. has to get a win some somehow, yeah. some way. Truex has to get a win. But also one final thing too, before I um, let someone else talk. Um, one final, one small detail you didn't, uh, you, um, you uh, left out, Danny. Martin Truex Jr. and um, Ryan Blaney, they're in the top five in points, and they're mm-hmm. on the cut line. So let's talk about that for a moment. I mean, Eric, you start us off here. Like, just uh, it's been a crazy year. Just what are your thoughts on that? Oh, I don't know. I mean, you got to win a race. That's that's what it comes down to. Uh, Blaney, that's been the knock on him his whole career is he doesn't win races. Like, that's been the knock. He's really consistent. But until last year, he was what? One win, Ryan, every single year? <laughs> and then know? he won three. I don't know. And then he won three last year, but this isn't last year. So, yeah. I don't know. This has kind of always been the knock on him. And then Truex, they've just, I don't know. They just haven't been consistently fast. So, NASCAR rewards the 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 flash in the pan spectacular it does game not seven reward moments. consistency anymore not consistently much. ironically yeah. enough, but it, it does at times because i mean blaney is plus 105 and i think he's one of the favorites to win these next few weeks you look at michigan coming up i think he's a favorite he's always a solid road racer he's great at super speedway so he's one of the favorites at daytona i know that's a wild card so i'm not you know, I'm not off the Blaney bandwagon. I think Blaney and Truex both make it, but I think they are both going to win a race. You know, it's a shame that, uh, you know, they don't have a win yet and they have all this extra pressure going into the next few weeks. But I think it makes things interesting. I, I'm not a huge fan of the win and you're in for the regular season. Um, I think it'd be nice if they did something like they used to do where they had like 10 playoff spots, but then there were two that got in on wins, kind of wild card. If they want to keep it at 16, make it like, 14 and two, something like that. I'm not opposed to a win saving a guy who's 25th in points, but I don't think we should have, you know, like you said, Darian, the fact that the third, like second and like fifth place guy in points or something are third and fifth or third and fourth close to falling out. But I also say this about this year. If you look at the 16 guys currently in, even Christopher Bell, who just won his first race of the year, uh, I think just about any one of them, minus maybe Briscoe and Sindrick could win the championship. And even Austin Sendrick, we just mentioned, has been on kind of a consistent streak lately. So look at, like, last year it was like it's going to be Larson or it's going to be Hamlin probably. There's a few other guys possible. There's like six. This year I think there's 13 or 14 guys who could legitimately win the championship. I'll even say a guy like Kevin Harvick, who's not in the playoffs right now, I think if he gets in, he's got a shot. Not a great one, but he's got a shot. I can't forget that Phoenix is the championship race. So this year, the parody has been way more prevalent than years past, which is, I think, the main reason we're That's seeing awesome. these these wacky point situations. Go ahead. I was just going to say in chat, we've got a poll up right now say, asking you guys, who do you think is going to blow up the blow up the playoffs next we've got Whoa. we've got ryan blaney martin trucks jr kevin harvick and an other option right now it's pretty much all even it's down even. the middle yeah I, okay so i know this is definitely something that should be talked about you know we we have a little bit tonight it's just 
I know that winning a race isn't easy per se, uh, but I feel like it should be, it should at least be a little more difficult over the course of a season to make the playoffs. I'm not saying that you have to necessarily get rid of winning you're in, but I think just having the first place guy make it, like, I, I don't know if that's enough rewarding guys who have been consistently better all year. Like, for instance, yeah, I'm looking through the points right now. It's very realistic that Ryan Blaney after Daytona could be a point behind Chase Elliott winning the, the regular season championship <laughs> or no tied with Chase Elliott and not making the playoff. <laughs> but go down the list. Denny Hamlin, because he has two wins, is insured into the playoffs and he might finish behind guys like Austin Dillon, Justin Haley and McDowell. McDowell. I love McDowell. Where's um, Hamlin in points right now? The regular season stand. 19th. Yeah. God. He is and, and 19th in points. And who's the lowest winner so far this year? It has Denny to be Chase Hamlin. Briscoe. Oh, Danny. Oh, wow. Denny I, thought was, I thought it was Chase Briscoe. Oh, first Chase there. Briscoe no. is a solid 34 points. At, or no, yeah. not 34. 24 points ahead of Denny Hamlin. Oh, okay. Wow. And Actually, Corey LaJoy almost won a week. Yeah, ahead. almost so, won. I will say about Corey LaJoy, uh, there, there's no way he's getting in the top 30. He's currently... Uh, when it comes to being out at the moment, he's currently six, no, 69 points out. Whoa. Well, it's well, nice, you, but not nice. In this that's hurts when you yeah. wreck two weeks in a row. So for, Den- I, so for Denny Hamlin, for those who are wondering, like his stats, yeah, he has two wins, but he has three top fives and five top tens. That's about right in between both his two drivers, Kurt Busch and Bubba Wallace. And it's just so, like, oh, good. I, to, I respect Hamlin to the fact that he has had a lot of speed this year and things haven't went right. Like I get that that happens. That sucks. But at the same time, you got other guys that are doing better than him or getting better finishes on a regular basis. Guys like, you know, Eric Jones, for instance, who might miss it. Eric Almarola, Kevin Harvick, uh, Martin Truex Jr. Ryan Blaney. I, I ask even the most staunch people in the chat who support winning you're in only do you really think Denny Hamlin deserves to be in the playoffs more than Ryan Blaney or Martin Truex Jr.? Perhaps Denny delivers. Will uh, he'll feel some type of way about that? Sway the chat. Yeah, he'll probably he'll there, do his best to sway the chat. Probably. There is quite a lot of like drivers who their overall stats are not that good. I was just looking at Byron's stats. He has four oh, top fives mm, and five mm, top. He's been tens. terrible lately. Been awful. Yeah. Um, no. Although uh, although his stats are better than that, three top fives and nine top tens. He's been stuck like this for a few weeks, and a horrible summer might even be bad for Alex Bowman. If we get more winners, he could keep sliding. Yeah, let me real quick look through, uh, like, because I, I I do think, even though I don't think we're going to get 16 winners uh, that make the playoffs, we might get a 16th with, like, A.J. Allmendinger at Indy. Uh, that'll be a huge wild card in all this. Mm-hmm. Kind of looking through the points right now, the lowest winner is Chase Briscoe. Nine points ahead of Briscoe is Tyler Reddick. Ahead of him by five is Daniel Suarez. Six points ahead of him is Kurt Busch. Four points ahead of him, Austin Sindrick. After that, if you have a win, you're pretty good. I mean, Alex Bowman's 21 above Sindrick. So overall, he's like uh, math, uh, 45 above. But 
that should be another cut line that I think NBC should be focused on right now, because if there are more than 16, these guys are in trouble. Mm-hmm. Also, we've got an angry slap shoes in the chat who said, let me in right now. I'm, I'm mad about road America. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll get it. We'll get into that later in the show. But, yeah. I, uh, I, I agree with them. I'm, I'm upset. Did you guys meet up with him at the kink again this year? Uh, yeah. I, among, among the campgrounds. I sadly yeah. did not see him at Close all, enough. but, but slap, I have a nice t-shirt here for you. <laughs> oh, oh, I that. just realized that. Yeah. I yeah. saw our friend Rusty Walrus, I believe had a hat for the, the kink, the road America kink. I really wanted that. hat. I don't know where yeah. he got it. If they sold it at the track, I need to find one resale, but <laughs> that's pretty cool. By the way, thank you for the over 500 watching. Look at that like button. Yeah, look like yeah, like that like button. Huge. 525 watching, but only 97 likes. We need to increase that ratio right there. Yes, increase the ratio. Look we're talking about button. our ratings. Uh, Jarrett, we got uh, ratings for this weekend at New Hampshire that were pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so looking at it, um, the USA experiment at the moment is uh, two for three this so far this year uh with a 1.45 rating and 2.403 million viewers right now uh means that we're up 15 percent in ratings and 14 percent in viewership from the 2021 race that was rain delayed after the first few laps but this was also the most watched loudon race since 2019 which since 2018 has been nascar's most watched season so a good thing to look at there 460,000 in the key demo, which means about 19% of the total audience was between 18 and 49, which is about what cable does. Uh, But yeah, so far, the trend is looking good for USA. Yeah, that's pretty pretty exciting. And keep in mind, this race did start about 20 or 30 minutes later than initially advertised because of rain. Meanwhile, might have helped, I think, or maybe hurt. I don't know. So while they're reporting on, uh, so while NASCAR is reporting on their awesome ratings, meanwhile, IndyCar for the, uh, they're not even freaking reporting the ratings for, for Peacock. Peacock. <laughs> they aren't even the reporting cock. that. <laughs> <laughs> they're not reporting that for the ratings for that at all. Uh-uh. I even heard they were showing like, like traditional commercials. I'm like, what's the point of having Peacock when you have to have commercials on there? Really? Like, yeah. I'm like, so that, that's a but, giant waste well, of time. So, so they, they advertise it as less commercials and technically <laughs> they, they weren't wrong. Oh, they my were God. less commercials as in less commercial variety because they, they replayed the same. <laughs> it's the same three. three. Over and yeah. Over. Oh, <sighs> It was like when we did the filter time bash a few years ago. <laughs> instead, instead of like two guys broadcasting heat with a bunch of people racing, it was NBC broadcasting uh, a professional motorsport. Maybe they watched our old stream and they were like, "Hey, let's just do it like this. It would be a lot cheaper or something." I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm with David crazy. though on that man. If 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 like NASCAR goes to Peacock and there's nothing having to do with FCC on there or anything, it's like. Man, just let let them loose. Like Dale Jr. be talking Kenny about Kenny Wallace giant on ass, every broadcast. Yeah, Jr. be talking about giant ass spoilers every week. Yeah, Ooh. that would be mild compared to the stuff he would talk about on there. But no, but meanwhile for NASCAR's ratings, not a bad weekend though, and uh, USA is starting to pick up a, uh, a little bit of traction now. So that's good. It's good. That's yeah. good because all most of the next like eight or races or something, mm-hmm. like pretty much the rest of the season until like the playoffs is the Daytona fin- regular season finale on NBC or is it yes, also and so yeah. is the Indy road course? Oh, okay. okay. We do have two. Never mind. I thought we only That's had good. one until the playoffs. And all right, good. The, then the last six races of the season will all be on big NBC. Sweet. Okay. Get ready for even more commercials. And, yeah, and, nothing and, but commercials. And we'll be uh, being rushed off the air due to Sunday night football. <laughs> yeah. 
can't wait for that to happen. <laughs> I was about to, I was trying to remember what the Sunday night football theme song was. I get them all mixed up. Is that the There you go. There you go. All right. Calm yeah. down, Jerry. The Vikings don't ever play on Sunday night football. <laughs> <laughs> like three of them this year. Yeah. I'm kidding. Wait, I'm what was kidding. their record? What was their record though? Like two and one or something? That is good. Uh, oh, on Sunday night football? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it was like uh uh, I watched uh, one of the uh, losses. Oh, three. Oh, three. <laughs> I go in three. Oh man, we lost to Cooper Rush. I and I was hey, there for that one. Jared, that was crazy. Jared, just want to make you aware of this. I saw a stat recently that had a list of each NFL team's wins over the last twenty-five years. Me, our team, Titans and Vikings, were pretty much right beside each other. I think you was ahead by one win over the last twenty-five years, and we were both about. Uh, middle of the pack, so we were actually no above middle of the pack, so we're all right. Eh, it's not okay unless it's a Super Bowl. That's my <laughs> that's my take. But all yeah, yep. But no, uh, it, you know, good ratings overall. I think we have yeah. some other ratings though. Yes, that's right. The poll, the famous iceberg poll. Yes, let's get into it. Uh, so it's pretty favorable this week. Uh, we got thirteen point seven k votes and. It was 79% net positive with 19% saying great and 60% saying good. And I see our other poll, Ryan Blaney is the uh, favorite for blowing up but the playoffs. just barely. They, they, they had other at 27%, so there's someone else that they've got their eyes on. Uh, 16% said it was an average race, 6% net negativity with 3% apiece for below average and bad. The uh, first comment... No shocker here was from Denny Delivers. No. Was it positive or negative, y'all? Positive. Neutral. Neutral meme. The sole reason why Austin Dillon made contact with Keselowski under Yella is so his life in the fast lane TV show can increase in rating. <laughs> so I got did he spell it Yella with an A at the end? No, I added that in my oh, okay. 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 Very clever. Uh, I would classify it as, as meme, so. Yeah, then, yeah. The, we should, let, let's keep meme as an option from now yeah. on. Positive, yeah. negative, or meme. Down. Uh, look at some other ones here. Top rated comment was from Nick here, who says, I can't lie, I thought this race is going to be meh because of the mechanics of the next-gen car, but this race surprised me. Not a chaotic race, but a good, hard race throughout. Uh, and the playoff picture gets even more interesting. Go back to Gateway. It seems the last couple flat, shorter-ish ovals uh, have actually raced pretty good, and it seems mm-hmm. like the common thread is when there truly are multiple lanes to run. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoenix, everyone's right around the top in one and two, and kind of I guess they're all over in three and four, but you didn't see a lot of passing at Phoenix. Martinsville is a one-lane track. So hopefully hopefully that's we're starting to shed some light on actual good racing on flat tracks. Flags and Whistles says... One of the better races I've seen at New Hampshire. Cool to see Bell win, but as a Truex fan, I'm not so happy because that puts him on the bubble spot now. Of course, he's got a he's got quite a gap over whoever's behind him. Probably Harvick. It is Harvick. Uh, so I'm not stressing about it too much. I'm surprised. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be stressing. <laughs> I, remember be. As, I remember as a junior fan, even in 2015, when he was doing well, before he got a win, I was, I was like, oh, no, Whoa. Uh, this isn't good. Hold on, just want to say, appreciate the generosity there, Chris Contino. We'll get to Super Chats a little bit later, but thank you very much for that. Yes, thank you. Uh, wow. look, <laughs> I love the name here. Llama Racing Network says, feel for Truex. Seems if he wins the uh, first two stages, he can't win a race. 
for reference, look at the 500. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh the ice. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Here's one. Everyone, I, I get people go, getting on me for not reading ones that disagree with us. So I'll read one here. Elite Precision 29 says, I know Jarrett said, uh, by the way, I have one R and one T in my name, uh, said Bubba would be a waste of a playoff spot, but I got to disagree with that. Ever since Darlington, 23-11 has found consistent top 10 speed for the most part. They just have to have a pit crew put together, the pit crew problems. I'm not saying Bubble would make a deep playoff run, but he can make it past the first round at least. I mean, I'm not saying he can't, but if you're not really going to get to the round of eight, like, are you a lot, and I, competitive? I feel like a lot would have to go his way, too. Like, I mean, well, a lot would have to go his way to obviously make it into the playoffs, but then just to make it out of the first he'd, round. He'd have you know. to make it in and then – but then, like, all, when all those bonus points start getting factored into that, that can really make a huge difference. The first three tracks are Darlington, uh, Kansas. Kansas. Well, he's all right at Kansas. Bristol yeah. Bristol could easily get tore up. I don't know. Bristol could go either way. Like, I think any of them so far that can make it, and if he were to win, he can make it to the round of 12. I think he, he could, getting a win at Talladega, could make it to the round of eight. But I, do I think he'd be competitive in the round of eight? And that answer is no. Like, did, if you're not competitive in that round, does it really matter if you make it? I think for a lot of guys, having Kansas replace Richmond makes that makes that round have a few more options now. Because used to, I feel like it was all just very similar races, like a short track kind of things for that round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian Fisher says, I love this track. Tempers, green flags, and having to li- uh, live with your pit road decisions. Yeah, de- definitely pit strategy with it being a shorter race makes it like really matter if you screw up on pit road. Like yep. Hamlin's crew, man, they were just but, off. But also, too, Austin Cedric's crew, they screwed up and they got the book thrown at them, unfortunately. <laughs> so. you. Yeah, that's right. Um, Let's see. Scrolling down a little more before I go down to the five negative ones. Um, well, there's like congrats, a lot of congratulations to Christopher Bell. A lot of happiness for Bell blowing up the playoffs. A lot of people saying there's going to be 18 or 19 winners. Oh, I, I don't, know. I don't know about 18 or 19. Hold, the, hold your horses. I'm that. thinking maybe 17. Yeah, 16 um, or 17, maybe 15. I'm going yeah, 15. I'm, I'm, I used to be, I was like ahead. Everyone was like, oh, 13 or 40. And I was like, no, 15, 15. And now everyone's like 16, 17. I'm like, no, 15, 15. <laughs> Keep pushing it. Keep pushing it. Uh, just a lot of people saying great race. Uh, Michael Curtis says, I loved it. I got Bell at 18 to 1 odds before qualifying. Nice. 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 That was a steal. Hey, I'm telling you, all, these odds makers, they don't watch racing like that. Man. They mm-hmm. just look at the little stats or whatever. They're like, all right, let's base our odds off of that. Uh, Espo says best race of the year, and I'm 100% biased as a Bell fan. Yeah. And also, oh, well, go ahead, go ahead. Andrew Meyer left uh, power rankings for the or like a race rankings for best races of the year, and he oh number one is like Auto Club or so. But New Hampshire is ninth out of 24. With uh, who, who wants to guess what 24th would be? All Star, Martinsville. Oh, really? Wow. Yep. Hmm. Martinsville, yeah, Martinsville is not actually that you know too far down uh let's see i'm gonna vet these really quick because i just want to make sure that uh that i'm not going to read anything that would incriminate me on here and i think we're good that would be unfortunate the fifth lowest voted comments from jeb 4100 with one word just says great bradley martinez says nascar sucks bad race no passing and cody (laughs) Ware didn't win okay okay that's a a troll that's a yeah he's trolling 
Uh, Ethan Johnson with a old school Dale Earnhardt three and other stuff with Dale says yawn. What a snoozer in the fast lane with MRN says I hate JGR. And then the lowest <laughs> voted comment was don't know how it was. Quit watching 15 years ago. Couldn't pay me to watch a NASCAR race in this <laughs> era from Chad Henderson. And one response is, did someone pay you to watch the race? Obviously, you care a little bit because you took the time to look into the comments, vote on the poll. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the most stereotypical like yeah. NASCAR comment I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. Like, oh, it died 15 years ago. Yes, NASCAR did die, yeah. All, it hit all, all the bullet points. Say, dude, all he needed to say to make it a complete statement would be NASCAR died when Dale died. Yeah, yeah he could have just tied it all together, put a bow on it. Really but yeah. good, but yeah, thank you for voting in the poll. We'll have it again up. Uh, we'll have it up after the Pocono race, probably between the end of the race and when I go live in the five minutes after the race. So at some point around then. Yeah, and also really quick, shout out to uh, well, I guess you can call him a uh, a very biased fan, uh, Christopher Bell's dad, uh, David <laughs> Bell, actually watches NR Night in America, and I got to congratulate him in the chat and stuff. Whatever. So it's not often hey. you get to congratulate the uh, the winner's dad often, but he watches a lot. He knows my channel and stuff. He watches all of you guys as well. So yeah, so congratulations on your son's second career Cup Series win. Nice. Yeah, good stuff. Well, that was the poll, the famous iceberg poll. I do want to give a quick shout out real quick. I'll have a full video up tomorrow, but I'm not just wearing this hat because it matches the blue on my shirt beautifully. But um, earlier this week, uh, Bailey Curry and JD Motorsports announced that Alka-Seltzer will be on their car for uh, this weekend's race at Pocono. And I'm going to do some pretty cool content stuff with them this week uh, with them this weekend. And I just got to say, it's pretty cool to see Alka Seltzer back in the sport. The last time they were in NASCAR or on a race car was Matt Kenseth back in 2003, I believe. So I uh, just wanted to give a shout out to Alka Seltzer. Cool to have a big brand like that back in the sport. And I want to let you guys know that we do have some pretty cool stuff coming out over the next few days, beginning, I believe tomorrow. So uh, just keep an eye out for that. I just wanted to throw that in there before we get to the expansion. Very, race. very beautiful, bright blue and, orange colors on that car looks really nice yeah yeah, yeah. i remember like, when kenseth used to have that sponsor yeah did he ever win a race in that uh in that car? i don't remember if he did for sure he might have won in he like said the 2003 Bayer right okay it would, have been, it would have been xfinity uh, or you know okay. bush series at the time he might have won in the um bayer car once or twice mm. which is a affiliate but uh, but no, it's a good looking scheme. So I'm excited yeah. to see it this weekend. Well, on the subject of the Xfinity series, there was an Xfinity race this weekend, and Justin Allgaier was able to get another win in that one. Uh, what'd you guys think of this one? Well, before Allgaier won, he completely just took out Landau. <laughs> he just, and then the and then Jeff, well, no, that's another funny thing too. Jeff Burton with that incident was, I don't know. He did, um, um, she needs to get closer to the wall. She was damn near like, like how much closer can she you get? She was going straight yeah. against the wall. Yeah. Like how much closer can you get? Like even Ty Gibbs wasn't even that close to the wall. Like she was closer uh, to the wall than Ty Gibbs was, who was right ahead of her, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. But hey, look, shout out to Allgaier for on getting the win. But yeah, that was totally his fault earlier in the well, race. It's, it's just another instance, I think, at this point of showing just how fast JRM is compared to the rest of the field right now. I mean, yeah, some of the other guys had some issues. But one of the guys who had issues was William Byron, who had probably the top three or two car at the mm -hmm. same time. So JRM right now, just of the main Xfinity guys of not having cup guys come down, like, I think they are the clear favorites right now for getting to the final four and, and yeah. winning in November. 
Yeah, I won't be surprised if it's three JRM cars and like Ty Gibbs in the championship four at this yeah. rate. I think that's what we're looking at. Well, I, I, Almendinger could still get in there. I don't, I don't know. I wouldn't bet uh, on it right now. But hey, sure, look, yeah, ninth is way in. Hey, look, colleague, <laughs> colleague showed they did show some strides this weekend. Landon Castle was competing for the victory too, but then he had his finish taken away though. Yeah, it was one of Castle's uh, best runs of the year, and he gets thirty seven. It's been it's been a, a weird few weeks, like. There's kind of uh, some speculation around his big sponsor, Voyager. They just filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, and then he gets finally a, a good run and then uh, took took away from him. So I, I said on Twitter, I was like, I was kind of glad he didn't win because that would have hurt having to see him yeah. get his win taken away. But the good news is Brandon Brown got a top three finish as a result. Yeah, and Jeremy Clements got a top five, yeah. I believe. Uh, yeah, no, there was a lot of names up uh, there you're not used to seeing. Unironically, but- let's go Brandon. Yeah, finally in a good the, way. The uh, the thirty four car not driven by Jesse Wuji gets a top ten again, an eighth place finish of Kyle Weatherman. Gosh, again, look, he's saving Kyle, that team. Kyle Weatherman, <laughs> they need to put him in that car full time, man. Like, I'm, they need to, bro. Like, I, does I mean, Emmett the, Smith the, only show up to the races Jesse Wuji drives in? Uh, I mean, the only race I've seen him at this year was Daytona. That's I, it. I, I I kind of imagine Emmett calling Jesse and saying, "Hey, how do, how'd your relief driver do? He he do okay? Yeah, he got a top ten. Oh, oh, why is he the have, main driver? Yeah, can we have him in? <laughs> Put him in the car full time. Yeah, I don't know. Man, oh, uh, Peter out. in the chat, how's it going, man? He says uh, first NASCAR race with multiple DQs since the inaugural World Six Hundred. Oh, I saw that. Wow. Interesting, surprising. Thank you, Peter. Uh, there was uh, a caveat to that. I think this year there was t- multiple DQs, if I'm not mistaken. Whoops! In one of the dual races, I can't remember if that's mm. for sure, but that Probably. didn't count as a points race, so it didn't. Yeah. It's P- not factored P- in. Peter said that uh, Emmett Smith was at Texas. Okay. Oh, and did Bailey oh, Curry sense. finish in the top ten? He did. He did. He, he, did. he, wow. he was twelfth and moved up to tenth. So that was nice. Cool. Hey, just in time for the sponsor announcement too. Hey, thanks for looking, man. Good lot, momentum. A lot of people are pointing out too. Uh, Trevor Bain with another second place finish. So hey, hey yeah, can, can, can we talk about Trevor Bain for a second? I know I've made a bus video on him, and yes, yes, <laughs> I do fully believe. Like yes. He was a bust in the Cup Series. Not all his fault, but when you're looking at his performances in the Xfinity Series, I mean, if he were to run full time, do you think he would have a shot at a championship? Or I, I don't. I don't want to say championship. I mean, anything's possible in Joe Gibbs equipment if he's in that. But exactly. definitely a few wins. How many races he, did he run this year? Like seven? only like five or something. Like Not that, that I many. I think he'd be like AJ Allmendinger, kind of like just top ten, top five his way in, and but if he, you if know he'd enough, be, he'd be like Hemrick was last year. This, and this is year, really. exactly how Allmendinger started off with Colic. He was just in a few races, and then it grew to a full season, and then mm. now he's you know a part time Cup driver again with him. So, you but know. it it also goes to show just like it, it, sometimes it just takes just moving from like one team to another to completely revive in someone's career. Just a, a simple move like that. I mean, because I mean, you look back at, at uh, you know those years at Roush and stuff, and he was very critical of him once he left and stuff. And hey, sometimes it's the teams that ruin these drivers. It's well, not I mean, all on at, the drivers too. Look at Joey Logano. 
you know, it should have done well with Joe Gibbs, moved Sapensky, and it completely yeah. kickstarts his career. And I remember, too, I remember at that time, I was hammering. I was like, I wanted them, I wanted Team Penske to sign Sam Hornish to a full-time ride for 2013 at the time. Because he wasn't good. doing bad in that Yeah, time. I know, but still. But Logano but, was uh, yeah, Logano was better in the long run, though. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But shout out to Trevor Bain, though, man. Hopefully, if, if he gets a full-time opportunity, I, I think he'd be really if, good. If he can get a full-time opportunity or get himself a win with Joe Gibbs, Darian, I think you should go out to Knoxville and go visit his coffee shop. Yeah, I, IDK, <laughs> keeps tell, IDK keeps telling me about this coffee shop all the time. You know what? I should. I should just introduce myself. If he happens to be there, be like, hey, yeah, good he's, news. He's, I'm a, very, he's, I'm a supporter. He's, he's, but uh, time, out, time out. He's not going to be there. Because okay. he, he's going to be in Victory Lane. Ah, yes, yes. He's no, just Lane. just from what I've heard, it's like any other business owner. He's, he's never there unless it's, yeah. unless it's a publicity thing. So yeah, true. That's but just hey, devastating. But in conclusion, shout out to Justin Allgaier. What is this? Two wins on the season now. Two, three. Is it three? Okay. I've lost track. That's same. There's been so many races this year. So it doesn't he has matter. Multiple wins. Playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, NASCAR set it up like that, not us. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're right. <laughs> and he's right though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then there was one other incident: Noah Gregson and Daniel Hemrick. Oh yeah. I oh about that. yes, that's right. Yeah. No punches I, were thrown this time that yeah, I saw no at least. Yeah. I was, I don't I think from what you know. Gregson, Gregson pretty much, and I don't know if he thinks this, but he let it pretty much slide from what it sounds like. Probably because if he does anything else, like he's going to lose points again. <laughs> well, he doesn't want to piss off anyone. He doesn't want to piss off Colleague any more than he already has. Well, yeah. that's an that's a Cup Series off ride for him next year. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, I I just remembered that. That's right. And <laughs> and this... in the end, I guess it didn't matter because he just Hemrick slid anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can let it slide if he slides. Yeah. Slip and slide. Did you say slip and slide? Slip and slide. Yeah, you guys ever play with slip slide. and slides? I love, no, I yeah. love slip and It's slides. so damn hot everywhere. I want, I'm about to go to Walmart and pick me up a slip and slide. I don't have a, even have a yard, but I'm going to, I'll go to like the little dog park here and I'm just going to start slipping and sliding. <laughs> it's hot. Might yeah, shoot. No, it is, bro. Yeah. But, I yeah. can't get used to this humidity. It's crazy. But, yeah, that was the Xfinity that, series. That, that'll do it for the Xfinity race. Uh, I think now's the point where we can uh, read about three minutes of Super Chats. Anyone want to do a timer for me for that? I'm working on it. Go for it. All right. Let me, uh, let me refresh the page here and get them all pulled up here. And 485 watching. Make sure to lick the like button, everybody. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Yeah, let's get above 200 likes here before we get to the Mm -hmm. lightning round. And uh, we've had a lot of people, a lot of very generous donations too at that. Uh, But we'll go through them all a little bit here at a time. Started off with uh, Cavante Caldwell coming in 499 tonight. Appreciate that. Uh, I like Jarrett, but to have Logano in your final four over Larson is insane. He's fifth in points with the second most top fives. He's been consistent. And it just says the hate. I don't hate Larson. What is it with people thinking I hate Hendrick Motorsports? <laughs> Jesus do, Christ. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry that Kyle Larson has more DNFs than pretty much anyone else in the top ten. Sorry. I didn't do that. Damn, they, come, they're coming at Jared tonight. First the Bubba Wallace thing, now Larson. Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> well, this person. That'll win him over. <laughs> Cavante might not like Joey Logano, but this next person does. The Stig come in with $10. Appreciate that. Some say that I'm a proud Joey Logano fan and that if I sent a YouTube super chat, 
I would have come up with something more creative than Boo Harvick. All I know is I'm called the Stig. John, John Van Deventer comes in at 499. I appreciate that. I'm disappointed about Road America, but let's be real. How bad the ratings were and how mediocre the race was did not help its case. The race, I don't think, was that bad, but the ratings definitely did hurt. Yeah, I, 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 I but that's a, a lot of people so. were at the track, so being yeah. being there, I saw the the energy and uh, and excitement. Antar Doss comes in with four with sorry with one ninety nine. Appreciate that. Mark my words, Chicago is going to be an a bleep show and it might be but we'll have to wait and see next year isaac coming in at five dollars appreciate that danny b i would like to give you a middle finger for your transformers car tweet you triggered my ptsd flashbacks to watching those awful awful movies hey you, <laughs> you can blame rfk racing for that not me i'm just responding yeah. back to what i see on twitter so R- sorry about yeah. that <laughs> napa racing fan 927 comes in at five dollars appreciate it I'm very certain. I'm very uncertain about the Chicago straight race. I'm for a straight race, but the turns are way too tight for NASCAR. Chicagoland and Road America are better. I think most of us kind of agree with that sentiment to a point. Uh, Jake Alcorn comes in at four ninety nine. Appreciate that. How about instead of suspensions for wheels falling off, they have offending crew members have mandatory extra pit practice to maybe improve. I think that should happen either way. They should definitely be practicing <laughs> yeah, either yeah. way. Yeah, you got to practice either way. Bro. Yeah, yeah they're, they're still going to practice each week, so I don't mm-hmm. know. Nova Stone 12 comes in at $1.99. Appreciate that. Chase and Blowing Race wins. Name a better duo. Uh, he's got how many wins does he have this year? Bell is just faster than Yeah. yeah. And, and, and three would, minutes, by the way. I wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, that's three minutes? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. But yeah, we'll get back to more of those super chats a little bit later tonight. But uh, we are funded by viewers like you, thank you. But also, we are funded by one of our great sponsors, Lionel Racing. You can get your official NASCAR diecast from our good friends at Lionel Racing. You can go to lionelracing.com, pre order your favorite 2022 diecast or 2021 race win diecast from previous races. And uh, there's also lots of other good options you can do, such as picking up the NASCAR Phoenix line at your local Walmart. I have got here in my hands a throwback from the 2020 season, William Byron's Jimmy Johnson throwback that was a set of uh, all the Hendrick cars throwing back to Jimmy Johnson that season. Uh, I see you guys have got some very different diecasts. I want to start with the tiniest one I see. Jarrett, what is that? (laughs) This is a little inch and a half lake speed die cast with the old uh, Hanna-Barbera Cartoon Networks car. This came along and I, I don't know where the truck went, but it came along with the hauler set that you could put the car up into. The hauler was like, I think that long. Uh, but I always like showing this one just because of how tiny it is. I mean, just look at this thing. Like I tried to do the bump draft thing and it can't even fit the yeah, whole screen. <laughs> so yeah, pretty cool one. Well, next up, uh, Darian, what have you got there? So this is a very early uh, um, birthday present. Uh, my birthday is on July 26th, next Tuesday. I'll be turning 25 years old. Um, so when Joe Gibbs uh, first decided to enter the NASCAR Cup Series, um, they decided to make a bunch of diecasts with the official NFL teams on there. 
some as uh, some of y'all know, I am a diehard uh, St. Louis slash Los Angeles Rams fan. And um, as an early birthday present, my mom and auntie were able to find a uh, um, one of the uh, die cast. And also what makes this even cooler is that you can tell it's older, too, because these are a list of the other official licensed teams. I'm going to read off a few here. And these are obviously outdated. The Los Angeles Raiders, the Houston Oilers, uh, the San Diego Chargers. And this was um, this is um, my personal favorite, the Phoenix Cardinals, not the Arizona Cardinals. The well, wait, Phoenix wait, wait, wait. There's, there's got to be one more. What do you mean? Wait, one more. Washington Redskins. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes, the Washington Redskins. That's five outdated teams on and, now. But yeah, and, one of my favorite diecasts. And I feel like the Redskins one, since it's a Joe Gibbs like edition, that one has to be the rarest one out there. Probably, yeah. And, also, but it's also signed by Del Jarrett too. Justice yeah, for Del San Jarrett. Diego. They yeah. should have the Chargers still. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. F.U. Spanos. But uh, thanks for the early birthday present. And then, Eric, what have you got there? That looks like this most appropriate one. Yeah, so I, I went with a clear theme. I've been trying to do that more and more this year, but Christopher Bell getting his first one of the season. Uh, this is uh, his Ream car from last year, signed by Christopher Bell. This is the scheme you won his first career race in, and then obviously this year, basically the same yeah, thing, he just he the number a, slid forward. He has a funny so, way of winning only in Ream colors, I guess. I don't, yeah. I'm waiting for him to win in those uh, yellow and black DeWalt colors. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm waiting for. Kyle Busch couldn't get it done this week, so maybe Christopher Bell can at some point. I guess only one guy is meant to win in those. Uh, well, Marcus Ambrose too, but... Mm-hmm. That was a Stanley car. That was Stanley. Oh, you're right. Side. He didn't win at the wall. Yeah, he had. Was it was on, on the side. It was on the yeah. side of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, appreciate our friends over at Lionel Racing again. Check out them online and get your favorite diecast ordered today. Uh, guys, I, I think uh, something's happening here. Yes, the, on the radar right now. It says rain on and off right now, but we know something that's currently on at the moment. And it's the lightning round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Jarrett, what do we have on tap for tonight? Oh, we got a little bit here. So uh, first one is a bit of a rumor slash reporting for Bob Pocker saying that Martinsville could use the Bristol Dirt Aero package for the playoff race this year as that would like remove the diffuser, among other things that would kind of Try and take a lot of that arrow effect out that we saw this past spring. Hopefully make the racing better. Uh, we'll talk about this in a little bit. The Chicago media, as well as aldermans, are really pushing back on the street course idea, which, a uh, little spoiler for later, is not actually completely signed into mm-hmm. like you know, being ready yet. Uh, NBC is actually saying they're planning on having Dale Jr. as lead announcer for a couple more races this year if they can manage to work it, according to Bob. Pa- pause for a second. I know you guys are all Dale Jr. fans. I'm not no. a fan of this. Rick not Allen's yet. not One great. A year. One a year. Yeah, yeah, Rick Allen's not great or anything, but I like having a dedicated TV yeah. guy to lead and fl- I, help the broadcast flow. I'm going to push back on that. I actually think Rick Allen is good, and he is way overhated. He's, he's fine. He's overhated, but I wouldn't say he's like amazing. It's, he's fine. He, he's no, still, but I agree. He's, he's still... He's still better than the wheel. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Dale, <laughs> oh, if you yeah. want to call truck broadcast the rest of the year, be, be my Yeah, guest. do that. No Mike Joyce, no Alan Bestwick, but, you know, who who else right now that's in NASCAR commentating aside from maybe Adam Alexander would you put there? Like That's fair. I think I think he's I think he's good to goodish. Sure. Uh <laughs> Good-ish. 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 He's not bad. 
Yeah. Um, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. will be driving the number 48 Xfinity car. This is previously a a previously a Reddick scheduled run, mm. uh, as well as the fact that Nick Sanchez will be in the number 48 as well at Bristol, Texas, Las Vegas, and Homestead, according to Bob. Hey, hey Eric, what happened to Reddick? What happened, man? I don't know. Some of those Sanchez <laughs> ones may have been scheduled, but I doubt they all were. I bet some of those were Reddick races. Childress <laughs> <laughs> just went right oh. out. Mm. Uh, Nap Auto Parts has signed a multi-year extension with Chase Elliott. Surprise, no idea surprise. No, no idea on how many years it is, but it's 26 races per year. Uh, and then last but not least, congratulations to fellow YouTuber and friend of the channel and show IDK player for the release of his new NASCAR style Roblox game and our thunder. I, yes. I streamed that this past week and that was really fun. A ton of, a ton of kids keep winning in y'all schemes, by the way, especially Eric's like there was this one little banana themed character and stuff. He was I, doing the jumps in I, the banana suit. I, I still don't even have the Danny V talks car. So I'm, I'm kind of upset, upset about that. So. <laughs> oh, well he, he, he can do an update. He can do hey, an update. The black yeah. and yellow 17 though looks well, great. There's, so an 80, you... there's an 84 in there for Danny. Oh wait. Oh yeah. There is an yeah, 84 in there. Yeah, That's right. I, I, yeah. I just, I just, I just don't have it. I, I'm not allowed to use Oh, oh! Thunder <laughs> coins, man. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk to him. We'll, we'll we'll get you the hookup. But yeah, no. Congrats, bro. Congrats on the game. Appreciate it. But yeah, that that covers it. Yes, and that'll conclude another edition of the Lightning Round on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. And now back to the show. We've got some uh, big, heavy-hitting stories, silly season. We'll talk Chicago Street Course in a minute. I know you guys are all on the edge of your seat to hear Jarrett talk about that live. <laughs> but first, uh, the NASCAR Weekly Podcast is also sponsored by Forney Industries. Forney, as you all well know, offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. Great for do-it-yourselfers, all the way up to the pros, professional metalworkers. Forney has everything you need for your next project. So be sure to shop all of Forney's top-of-the-line products at ForneyEnd.com. That's Forney, I as in igloo, N as in uh, as in next-gen. Nigeria. Uh, Neapolitan, I like that. <laughs> uh, and I forgot the last letter, So, but check them out. They're just done this D. D is in, I Dinosaur. forgot the last level. Darian. Darian. Letter. Uh, Danny B. Dinosaur. Yeah, we got a lot of D's, D, uh, yeah, D names on this show. Um, but yeah, be sure to check them out. That's Forney Industries. Appreciate their support. Uh, Danny, what do we have next? What is uh, what, Which topic are we tackling first? We've got a so, few to choose. I'm, we're, we're trying to uh, get a friend of ours to come in and talk about this. I've sent him the link, but he has not said anything back yet or, or gotten into it. But uh, we're going to talk about the Chicago Street Course. It is official for the most part. Kind of, sort of. We'll talk about that more here in a minute. But uh, at, tentatively, as of now, July 1st through 2nd, 2023, the NASCAR Cup Series will be in on the streets of Chicago for a points-paying race. Um, but uh, sadly, this means we have lost Road America on the NASCAR Cup Series schedule. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's safe to assume that we haven't lost NASCAR Road America altogether because, of course, they've been together for quite a few years before this. But, uh, yeah, here we're going to welcome in a special guest of ours to the show, good friend of the channel here. Wait for him to pop up in here. Slap Shoes is joining. Slap was very, <laughs> very vocal about this in our chat, and we decided let's get him in here. Let's talk about the Chicago Street Court. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, oh forgetting about something. Where did you get that? Where did you where, 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 these hats? Rusty bought this for me. <laughs> where, where else do you think he got that hat? He got it at the kink. I wanted, uh, there was like a guy selling him out of a van there. Like, how, where, where, how did this happen? I'm jealous. It's a good looking hat. Hey, hey, we need to go. 
Road America got done dirty, man. Got done yeah. dirty. It did, it did. So, hey, so talk about that, man. Just what are your thoughts on this whole announcement and stuff? Uh, I, I think a street course is a good thing. I think it's a good idea. Honestly, I think it's a good idea. Is, um, is, is Chicago the right city? I, I, I think a, a major American city, yeah. Uh, I think uh, the Midwest is not oversaturated or anything uh but if you really want to expand out there maybe seattle portland you know a place where we already don't have a foothold um the uh pepsi center it's not called a pepsi center anymore where the nuggets play over in uh denver oh yeah Um, you know cart used to race out there that's an open parking lot you're not going to piss anybody off by shutting down uh uh uh, roads or anything Uh, and uh Part of the Chicago street course is Lakeside Drive. Uh, When Cody picked me up from uh, the airport going to Road America, he actually took me down Lakeside Drive. Dude, there's potholes like this deep. <laughs> Welcome to Illinois. I, they gotta they gotta repave the whole thing. And they Welcome gotta to do Illinois. it. Like the clock the clock is ticking, man. We gotta go. Ooh, like, it's less now. than a year now. Yeah, it's less than a year. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's so God, the streets in Chicago are Okay. okay, dude, it doesn't get any better until you're in I, like, I, I, I just want to I've, dri- I've driven on the interstate in Louisiana, and they have like legit speed bumps in the middle of the freaking interstate. <laughs> I just want and, like to... Chicago was almost as bad with the potholes that are oh. like this deep. Just, just, just raid that that super chat. Just raid it. Oh, what does it say? It's, it's, it's <laughs> just funny. It's... <laughs> because of words and uh i might have to censor that when i read it later oh you can at least read the chirac part that's literally what everyone in illinois calls yeah. it to the ak-47 in chirac <laughs> I, I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm oh not, yeah I'm, it's on july 4th weekend dude that's yeah like, yeah yeah exactly. that, that's when like fifth over july 4th weekend there was um in uh chicago there, were, there was one mass shooting and i mm-hmm. think 15 people got to went to the hospital being shot yeah, so and that's uh, not even including fireworks blowing up at people. Yeah, I, 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 but when I was when we were in like in the middle of Chicago, where the proposed street course is going to be, like I I felt safe and it looked like any other city in America, and it, it was nice. You know, I know there's like a it's like it's a lot like Baltimore. There's a central area where everything is cool and it's great to visit and everything, and but once you go outside of that area. You're on your own. That there are even parts here in Nashville. I've told uh, Jarrett and Darren here about the about the area where me, Jarrett, and Darren live is pretty safe. But then, like, there's a good portion looking like right to the west of that. And until you get to actual downtown Nashville, there are parts of it I would say don't hey, don't go there. Stay away from them sundown counties, man. Stay away from them, bro. <laughs> anyway, there's city. places like that in Greenville. You know, there's places yeah. that in, in every city where the, yeah. where it's a little bit sketchy. But I, Baltimore and Chicago, where it was like literally a centralized area where everything was fine, and then this massive area where it's just a free fire zone. You know, Baltimore, like you drive, if if you're in like city center of Baltimore, and you drive 15 minutes in any direction, like you're you're on your own, you're in Afghanistan. <laughs> it's, and it's, Chicago's it's a lot Iraq. like that, man. Chicago it's when Iraq, I flew man. in. Yeah, well, Chicago when I flew in, like the city center, it's fine, everything will be there on the ground. But when you fly in and you see 
you're over O'Hare and you see like this, all these like row homes, like half of them abandoned and everything. You're just like, man, nothing good goes on there. Well, and it's, it's like the, the, the pothole stuff, like it's the same way till you get to Wisconsin. Like I'm, you know, I lived in Illinois for 24 years and Glockford is exactly the same, you know, or if we, some also call it rock Afghanistan. Um, Okay, get more creative with these names. Yeah. Okay. In my in the area I lived, we had we had Glockford. We had I lived in a town called Machesney Park, but it was such like you know it was terrible. There were um, Breaking Bad activities made there a lot, so uh, we used to call that one like Parkinsaw. You had Belvatucky. It was it's just Illinois is not a good state. You're saying they sold the happy diamonds up there? Got it. Oh yeah, yeah. As blue as that super chat. Um, but I mean, that's just an Illinois thing. Is the roads up there suck because of the winters? But uh, uh, dude, <laughs> you you can blame the winters all you want to. But when I was uh, with Cody, we're driving down to Indiana to uh, film something down there. It was a, a slap on location episode. Hopefully, be out in two weeks. But um, nice plug. We were driving down to Indiana, and like we're going down this. Uh, highway through chicago and it's like ka-dunk, 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 ka-dunk. as soon as yep. it says you're now entering indiana yep. nice and smooth <laughs> yep it, it, it is that way it's the same way with um when you go up from like northern illinois right into this town called beloit you like you're going it's just completely fine for like 20 miles until you get to the next crappy town uh, it's like it's like that in south carolina when you go from county to county and you see like a sign that says county maintenance ends here and then like all of a sudden it like goes to complete crap i'm <laughs> dodging like potholes a foot deep i've told jared about this next month i'll be fishing right on the kentucky illinois border i'm going to tell jared how many fish i catch on the kentucky side and how few fish i catch on the illinois side just because i bet it'll be like that <laughs> You could catch fish in the potholes on the Illinois side, man. <laughs> so, so really quick question. So, like NASCAR is not the only thing that's planned to be run there. There's also a IMSA. Uh, a IMSA, IMSA GT race that's um, supposed to be ran there on Saturday, and then also um, it says two A-list concerts. Uh, do we have like the uh, the artist names yet, or no? no? So, too early. No. Okay. All right, but that's the plan. What's right what's the main like music taste in in Chicago? Because like, oh, I'm, rap, hip hop, R and B. There's a lot of jazz clubs in, uh, mm-hmm. in, in Chicago. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not, a, I'm not a Chicago fan personally, but there is some, there are some real gems in that city. If mm-hmm. you look hard enough, that's some good music. Yeah. A lot of talent comes out of there. Yeah. So at least the area they're racing at is kind of like you guys said, it's a well visited area. Like it's a very, it is sort of in that central hub that is tourist Chicago. So um, I, you know, obviously safety security in a large city not the easiest thing to guarantee but i'm, I'm sure nascar and the city are aware of that and are going to do their best to to keep things as as organized as possible I'm, but i mean I, I can say this when i went to the la coliseum the day before the race we just kind of drove out there just kind of see the area as as we're driving through there there is a really expensive super nice supercar that looks like it's obviously been stolen and parked sideways facing the wrong direction the flashers on so it can happen anywhere well yeah, yeah. i mean la it's just, it's major cities that's that's mm-hmm. part of the concern I, when it comes to picking chicago though and i want to hear what you guys feel about this the idea of running a street race it's cool but it's never been done in nascar you know our is, is a street race really where nascar's product thrives the best that's mm, probably not. highly debatable but mm-hmm. probably not so 
when it comes to this decision, I can't help but shake. I can't shake the feeling that the only thought that was put into it was big city, new market, and hey, Formula One, IndyCar doing the same thing. And it feels like Formula Formula One, IndyCar already got dibs on the more. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to say desirable, but the more trendy. desirable cities, Vegas, trendy Miami, trendy is a good word. Vegas, mm-hmm. Miami, Nashville. Those have been swallowed up by IndyCar and F1. Yeah, so it feels Beach, like NASCAR. Yeah. Long Beach as well. Long, That's well, tradition. Yeah, sure. Of yeah. course, Long Beach, St. Petersburg. Um, it feels like NASCAR got last pick in the draft in a way is the way I kind of see <laughs> Mr. So, Irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> so they just saw big city, new market let's go and i feel mm-hmm. like I, I can't help but shake the feeling i can't shake the feeling that they didn't give it any more thought than that i know they oh, did but it doesn't all feel like it. i'll counter that to an extent now um the layout for the road course has already been talked about dave land had talked about this in his uh um, in his um most recent upload um the way it's set up is there are a lot of 90 degree turns so mm-hmm. i think like what's all gonna so i think um it's set up to um um uh to be very chaotic in terms of a street course race you know when you watch like a uh, a street course race for indycar f1 and stuff it's usually very tamed outside of the inaugural nashville gp of course i think nascar is kind of hoping for that scenario to happen where we get a race that's very chaotic where where um the racing isn't the best but there's a ton of wrecks because of these 90 degree turns and stuff. So I think I just worry when they do wreck, it'll be dangerous. It'll just be like spectacular. And also the cautions will be very long too. That'll be another thing. That's another thing. It won't be as long as road America. I mean, this yeah, yeah, but like Eric was thinking, it looks like the iRacing version looks like it's a very tight racetrack, not a lot of, room to pass so when there is a caution it could really stack up and be like a, a parking lot essentially yeah so i mean like it, it from the layout it didn't look like there was like a whole lot of passing zones outside of these like really sharp corners and stuff so yeah it'll be it'll be very chaotic kind of going back to what eric was saying though i, I just i feel like with chicago the culture of the city right now is definitely kind of, it's 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 definitely one that's in limbo it's not exactly a very strong kind of one the way that you could say in la is or st petersburg with racing before that there's no real draw i guess to it and it's, it's not really you don't think nascar and chicago in the same mm-hmm. sentence but you also you don't think nascar in la but i think the difference that's here true. is that you know it, it it feels like and we'll talk about this in a bit you know, no one really in Chicago was asking for this. It seems like the people, like the aldermen's in Chicago, weren't exactly kept up with this the way that a lot of the planners in LA were. It feels very just sort of patchwork put together at this point. It's it's not actually confirmed yet. It hasn't been signed in yet. Um, we're just kind of treating it as it is at the moment. So it. I, I have a lot of questions on how NASCAR is going to maximize bringing people in. I'm telling you, if you want to bring sports fans in Chicago in, just market it with Michael Jordan and Mike Ditka, and you'll get old and new fans alike coming. Yeah, so, that, but that kind of is a good point. That's that, that, At the end of the day, is this worth it? It's going to be a huge investment for NASCAR. Is it coming at the right time? Because uh, say we do, they're going to get a large crowd. There's going to be a lot of people there that never really pay attention to NASCAR. They're going to see NASCAR for the first time and may even watch some of the race for the first time. So 
does NASCAR have the infrastructure in place the way Formula One did when Drive to Survive blew up? Obviously, you had Drive to Survive, which is great content on Netflix, but you also had a stronger social media presence, a stronger AAA video game, better broadcast, new ways to watch it. You could stream it. You pay for their streaming service. Everything was built up to absorb the new eyeballs when they all rush to it. NASCAR right now, I just don't think has that kind of strong infrastructure. So I worry they're going to make this huge heavy duty investment into the Chicago street race, get some new interest for a week. And then when everyone tunes in the next week and sees, I don't know, Pocono on USA network, it might be Atlanta. Maybe they get lucky and it's Atlanta, but you know, say they, they go to, and it's Pocono or New Hampshire. I, I don't know. I feel like people are going to tune out when they have to sit through a bunch of commercials or when it's an oval race, it's 300 laps in a circle. I, I don't know. Obviously, <laughs> obviously we don't have a video game. We don't have good content on Netflix. We have Austin Dillon's life in the goddamn fast line, fast lane. You don't, we don't have the infrastructure built up that formula one did. So that's what worries me. I worry that they're just kind of doing this because they feel like they need to. And I want, you know, not that I'm trying to control NASCAR's pocketbook and budget, but I want them to maximize their investment. I feel like if you're spending all this money on this street race, maybe you could have spent all that money on something a little better. That would have made more of a, a difference in the short term. And then later, tackle a Chicago street race or a New York street race or an LA street race or a Dallas street. You know, that's where I come from on this. I worry that it's too much too soon and it's not, they're not going to maximize it. So I have one question for everyone here. So like, yeah, obviously, um, you know, there's been debate about, uh, should NASCAR even have any street course races? Uh, In my opinion, having at least one on the schedule certainly couldn't hurt. I think it's very intriguing, but I mean, do you guys think that like the whole plan is to have a long-term vent just in Chicago, or do you want to kind of make it like the no. clash to where it's like, where uh, you can maybe perhaps rotate it uh, throughout. Well, uh, well, 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 even right now, the clash is not being rotated. It's going to be back in LA next year. So yeah. yeah, I would see NASCAR at this point leaning in more towards keeping it in Chicago year after year after year. They, they probably, I don't even think they've said anything, but I wouldn't be surprised. There isn't like already plans for like a long-term deal there when really i think it should be okay hey try it at, try to chicago then try it in denver then try it in new york city i think the problem is it's hard to have a long-term deal in a temporary street course just because you know we won't go in too much detail about it but politic politics of it the politicians have change over time and the things that one politician wants versus another are going to be different mm-hmm. i mean yeah, you this... remember the uh, Massachusetts, uh, the Boston Grand Prix for Indian Oh, yeah. Yep. That was, yeah. yeah. But it's right. never happened. Yeah. And well, also, and... too. Oh, God. That's... Well, and the, this year, I mean, Lori Lightfoot, from what it sounds like, is the only one politician-wise who's really spearheading this. And she is not very popular in Chicago right now and up for election this year. So it's like there's, there should be still questions on whether or not this happens for one year, let alone three or multiple I mean, years. So, so if this race gets canceled, what's the game plan? I, I'm going to say this. I, we were Jared thinks. Detour road course again. So no. Darian and I were out in Joliet three weeks ago. Chicagoland Speedway is completely kept up and ready. I know a few mm. people that are out in that area that say that they're pushing for it. I think that's the contingency plan at the moment because Road America I mean, is a flat out no at this point, unfortunately. But yeah, Slap, you mentioned Daytona Road Course. I mean, we literally saw this happen 2021. Auto Club was supposed to be back on the schedule last year. Didn't happen due to COVID protocols messing up the event. So, you know. Yeah, that's like NASCAR's like immediate backup. Like anytime there's a problem, it's like <laughs> Daytona Road Course. Daytona Road Course. Darlington. I'll say this Daytona Road Course twice had really really good ratings compared to other road courses so because it was the second race of the year but well no well, no the first was the one second? wasn't 
The first one what was, was the first one. Oh, it was in like first, September or August. The, no, it was in August, and it actually. Yeah. What? Uh, I keep the numbers on me, so I can actually I, pull you it know up the right TV. Now. I shouldn't question your TV ratings numbers. <laughs> the, I know you have like a Excel the Dayton, sheet. The Daytona Road Course uh, in 2020 had 3.2 million viewers, which was more than actually the summer Daytona race that year. Wow. And in 2021, it was the most watched race of the season, even over the 500. Yeah, I know the 500 was pushed back oh, for the yeah. rain, <laughs> but it was the most watched race of 2021. So That's a fun fact. Not, That's a good trivia question right there. It's not a bad replacement idea by any means. And I'm actually kind of questioning why it's not, it's not a staple, even if it would be three races at Daytona, because if it brings in ratings, do you think NASCAR gives a damn about their own rules? Watch NASCAR pull the ultimate troll job and say, hey, we promised the folks a Chicago street course, so we're going to make a street course at Chicago Line Speedway. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> race uh, the outer I- loop. The outer loop, dude. The yeah. outer loop. Yep. Country <laughs> race, road course. Race around Ikea, because there's an Ikea factory right next mm-hmm. door. Don't crash into that cool water tower. That's all I asked. That thing looks nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, and the pa- fire station, hey, too. Go past the Dale yeah. Earnhardt Firehouse. There is a, oh, yeah. for those who don't know, there is a Dale Senior Firehouse. Right but I'll, I'll, I'll say this about, you know, kind of going back to Road America. I really question, and maybe NASCAR was put into a corner with it, and this happened later, but I don't think so. But going and basically, screw, not screwing over, but in the eyes of fans, screwing over a track that has 100,000 fans, it's a huge deal in Wisconsin, and replacing it with Chicago is probably the worst possible thing. And if NASCAR didn't do enough due diligence to look into it is the worst possible cultural way you could say no to road America being in there to a Wisconsin race fan, because think about this right now, what's of, of any city in probably the world, but definitely the Midwest that Wisconsin uh, natives would hate any of their events being moved to any big deal for them being moved to it is Chicago. I mean, you look at bears Packers, the, the longest lasting rivalry in professional sports. It seems like, you know, it's like, you know, Bucks are not Bucks, uh, Brewers and and Cubs. Like it, that's become a rivalry in recent years. It's like Wisconsin just is not like Chicago, and no. it is it's a horrible. I I think it's a horrible idea to to at least say that. Oh well, yeah, Road America is not coming back because of this. With, like with, there's so many more ways you could spin it. Wisconsin. It also Wisconsin. It also like, like uh, tells people that you know attendance doesn't matter. You can show up. Yeah. Have a hundred thousand yeah. people show the up. Two, it doesn't the, matter. Those, like those two Cup Series races, like combined, averaged well over a hundred thousand people. I think. And yeah, NASCAR is basically telling them like, hey, like you guys basically don't matter. I I got one comment on Twitter too, and this basically summarized it for me. When I said um, when I tweeted yesterday that Road America deserved better, one of the comments was wow, like this really hurts. Now I feel, now I know how, you know, fans of North Wilkesboro felt in 96. Well, I'm like, that's whoa. That's how yeah, Cody yeah. and I were said, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. It, but, but then the last part really like kind of shocked me. He's like, I will never watch NASCAR again. I don't know if he's trolling or not, but I mean, like I can understand him feeling some type of way. Darren yeah. and I made, made it a point to talk to as many people as possible at Road America about Chicago possibly taking their race. And there were a lot of people who were like, I don't know if I could even watch NASCAR on that date knowing it's ours. And I'm like, that, and knowing that, that Chicago takes it. Yeah. Like a rival I, city takes it over. Yeah. I get knowing. So here's, I've seen a lot of people saying that like, you know, I don't know, NASCAR screwed over road America in a big way. And, and I guess I, to me, road America got too just 
awesome weekends or years in a row. They got a hub. They took Daytona's date. That's not mm-hmm. their date. That was Daytona's date. They well, took. after Indy had it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, sure. yeah, for a year. Yeah, <laughs> for a year. Yeah, they they floated took, it around a little bit. Yeah, you know? they took Daytona's date, a holiday weekend, drew an amazing crowds. It was a, it was on big NBC last year, I believe, right? I don't mm-hmm. think it was this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they put it on national on the biggest network possible. Yep. It sucks to lose it. Um, and I'm not, I'm not here to tell people to feel how they're supposed to feel. If they feel myth, that's obviously they're entitled to that opinion. I completely understand it. Um, but, and I understand the rivalry between Wisconsin and Chicago, it's, moving it's it to Chicago is it's a serious thing. I understand that irritating, um, people and, and upsetting people, but I, I, I guess I just, what was Nat? What else could NASCAR do? Where else? What other race would they have removed from the schedule? They can't touch an SMI date. They're just not allowed to. So that Texas off the, off the list. I was they about to have, say Richmond. Yeah. Richmond, that? but that everyone wants short tracks. I, I don't know. You piss off. That's the South. That's NASCAR's bread. They don't deserve two so races. Though, I, I'm going to bring this point up. Richmond has routinely been yeah. the least watched race of the season for about six or seven years now. It's the only race that on its scheduled time gets less than 2 million viewers outside of road America. So my only other counter to that is both Richmond races are what spring and fall. So you'd have to move a Richmond race to, or you'd have to well, like, move another now. race to the summer. Wait, what? Richmond is uh, in August now. They moved it up to August. Oh, they did move it up. I see. That's going to be toasty. I don't know. They still would have had to move things around and, and it just wouldn't line up. It lines up so perfectly July 4th, Chicago and road America being an independently owned track that doesn't have a long term contract with NASCAR. It just, it just lines up. It, it, there was no other options. The reason what there's really what I said, there's no other option that was uh, likely uh, like I, Indianapolis. It was, it was like road America or Indianapolis. Cause they also didn't want to like add another, that was the other thing. They don't want to drop an oval for another road course. I think NASCAR said themselves, they feel like five or whatever, six road courses now is, is borderline too many. So, well, it's tough. I mean, I know that, you know, a lot of people around Indianapolis want the Brickyard 400 back instead of the, the road course, mm-hmm. the ratings and the attendance, both uh, really are big and pushing this. I, my, my question is just like, there's a very, like, what happens if this doesn't happen? Because there's a very real chance it, it could get shot down, especially if there's a new mayor who's not behind it going into it. If it doesn't happen, this also hurts NASCAR's credibility if they want to go back to other cities to try to do something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be it, honestly that would be a very NASCAR thing well, to happen, where it's like you announce a, a race in a major city well, and then it just gets canceled. So the way that Chicago's kind of split up is there's like I think 50 aldermen's that have different sex. Uh, sections of the city um and they have like a council that votes on a lot of things and the aldermen's have a lot of power we talked you know the, the four of us hosts talked about this before the show and the aldermen's that are going to be most affected by this are against this and and there's like this push and pull going on where and, and i i think one of them one of the groups or parties is lying about it uh Lori lightfoot is basically saying she kept everything out in the open which I have to say, I do agree. I mean, it's been public knowledge since 2020 that they've wanted this. Whereas, but the aldermen's have also said that they were told by NASCAR that Lightfoot told them not to talk to them, to the aldermen's that is. So there's a lot of dirty games being played here. And I have a feeling that if like a new mayor comes in, they're going to want to wash their hands of this. This isn't their problem. This isn't their project. Um, so you have, you do, I think it's a very real question and I hope NASCAR has a clear cut plan in mind 
of uh, what happens if this doesn't happen in 23 or happen at all. And maybe like, maybe they do, you know. We, we do got to give NASCAR do. some credit. They probably have prepared for this a little bit. Yeah, they probably do. It's, it's, just, it's a question mark. Right it's now. interesting that there is that report like a week ago that said, oh, like there was a report like a month ago that said, hey, Chicago, NASCAR Chicago is ramping up. It's going to happen. And then there was a report like a week ago that said, oh, not so fast. There was a hang up. I don't I didn't read the full article, but it was it was what you're talking about. These aldermen. You know, there was that one tweet that that one guy put out. Um, what was, was it? Dumb. It was, it was dumb. like. It was, like, it was arguing that a street race would encourage actual street racing, so that, criminal that, street racing. That was up there oh, yeah. with the uh, Nashville Fairgrounds comments. So, uh, you know, you had all that about a week ago. So the timing of this announcement is interesting just from that perspective, how it was like, yes. Oh, wait a second. Oh, no, no, it's actually happening. Is it like, well, you know, we'll wait and see, I suppose. It, it, from what I mean, from what it looks like, it feels like it, Lightfoot's using this to try and get a reelection at this point. So I, mean, I, I feel it, like we it have shows to us that there see, is some pushback uh, yeah. and, there, and there's significant pushback in the, in the chat. Uh, Cito Brown said uh, no politics. Ordinarily we do agree with that. But in this case, it's one of the things we actually well, have no, to look at. Yeah, right? You have to look at it because yeah, these I mean, are the people this, that this are making like private. This isn't private property where there's a race yeah. going on. This is like public property. They're making the final decisions involved. with uh, whether yeah. this happens or not. So we have to talk about Trust it. me, I don't want to talk about the mayor of Chicago any more than anybody else yeah. does. But <laughs> no. this, is, uh-uh. this is the hand we've been dealt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, th- I think, you know, I think come mid-November, we'll know a lot more on whether or not this for sure is happening. Because that's the thing about like living in Illinois is you just Chicago affects everything in Illinois. It is, it is the big money maker. It is to put it in racing terms, Chicago to Illinois is the Indy 500 to IndyCar. <laughs> it, it it dictates everything. So yeah, name, name one other city in Illinois. Glockford, but that's only because I lived there. <laughs> wasn't like, Lincoln from Springfield? Like Springfield? Because it's the capital. Yeah. Yeah. Was, 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 where's Lincoln from? Is that where he's from? Well, he, he I, I, if I'm not mistaken, he was initially from another state and then moved to Illinois when it used to be good. They called uh, it the land of Lincoln, and he wasn't even born there. <laughs> born in a log dude, cabin in the state of Illinois. Was well, he right? Yeah. <laughs> Where the hell was Abraham Lincoln? Me, what I was taught in middle school is a lie. Where was well, Abraham lived, Lincoln born? Yeah, you can look it up. I, I know when the, in, I, when I was in school, they said he moved there, but. The, like, there's only been two good things that have come out of Illinois in the last hundred years: the sock monkey and cheap track. He was born in Larue County, Kentucky. What the fuck? <laughs> See, even the best thing from Illinois isn't from Illinois. This is a, my whole life is like. Why do they call hey, it the land of Lincoln? Illinois <laughs> does have Metropolis, the the quote hometown of Superman. So Ugh, don't go. To oh Metropolis yeah, we drove by there. Oh yeah, Metropolis is not much. It, stay in Paducah in Kentucky. There's there's a lot more stuff to do in Paducah than there is Metropolis. Don't go Gotham to is Gotham is fil- filmed there. Just don't go to Illinois. They spent so much money to sponsor the Gateway Race. You got to (laughs) enjoy Illinois. Everything good from Illinois leaves Illinois. Oh, gosh. One thing I want to say about uh, Road America losing its date and like Wisconsinites being pissed off that uh, Chicago got the date instead of them. It actually happened in the NFL when the Houston Oilers became the Tennessee Oilers and they moved to Memphis. They played in the Liberty Bowl for the first few years. And the rumor was that was going to be the Memphis Oilers. And then it became the Tennessee Titans, which moved to Nashville. 
And to this day, there's an awful lot of people in Memphis who do not like the Titans. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, to be fair, Memphis is literally that city in Tennessee that we forget about and oftentimes don't claim. Oh, Daddy, Daddy, that right there, that is that's how Wisconsin like (laughs) thinks. And and at this point pretty true how chicago yeah. feels about wisconsin i know i, I, I know, your, I know more people supported your claim better than anything i've ever <laughs> yeah. seen jared I, I, this is obviously I, the I know, from nashville over here <laughs> i know more people from mississippi that claim memphis than tennessee people so <laughs> well and i want to kind of get back real quick though like the midwest NASCAR hasn't exactly had a good standing uh, so far in the Midwest in about the last 15 years, if you think about it. Like, if you, if you look at the biggest place for auto racing in the Midwest is Indianapolis. Well, across that one off after 2008, that one really peeved off a lot of people that live in Indy, and they hold grudges a long time. Now you look at the stuff with Illinois. Yeah, you got, you know, St. Louis, but, you know, the, the Illinois side – but that's basically St. Louis is what you're marketing to. So it's not really Illinois. You left Chicago and Speedway. You're going to Chicago street course, which yeah, left my, Iowa. You, you left Iowa. <laughs> now you're leaving Wisconsin. What do you have left? Uh, okay. Missouri and Kansas. Yeah. You got the Kansas speedway, Michigan. I mean, Michigan's already lost a date and then we have, well, I mean, there's nothing in Ohio, but we've, we have nothing in Ohio. We dropped out Dora. Well, dropped out Dora. <laughs> We, I mean, we go airport racing, but I don't know if that's a long-standing thing either. It's like the the Midwest is such a huge place for racing, um, and it's, it is being so deserved and it giving so much less than it deserves. Yeah, there's there are so many dirt tracks and so many short tracks up there, and the routes they run deep, and we just keep fucking them over. Dick Trickle. <laughs> Did trickles from there. Matt, Matt Kenseth, Alan Kenseth, did hard yeah. for Menard. <laughs> like there's so much racing history and such a rich racing culture in the Midwest. Hell, uh, and NASCAR Ryan Newman, Tony yeah. Stewart. NASCAR can't figure out how to get this right, and it's like this is such a huge market. You're hey, missing just out just on. take a page out of Cart uh, IndyCar from the mid '90s. You know, mid Ohio, uh, uh, Cleveland. You know, try to like revamp Indy or at least go to IRP or something. You know, try try to just you know because because people there care about racing. We went to a, a Plymouth dirt track, which is like ten minutes outside of uh, Road America. That place was packed out. There wasn't a place to sit down. We had to like stand up next to the fence and get dirt clods in my face all night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that was, was a good, the good people time. there. They care about racing. Well, hell, I mean, yeah. where I used to live in McChesney Park, they had the Rockford Speedway. Like five to ten thousand people pack into there every single weekend for short track racing like there's it might not be a huge base compared to the southeast but it's still a really big base and it's a base that indycar is too small i think to capitalize on right now f1 aside from chicago if they can get their stuff together f1's not going to go anywhere in the midwest yeah they're going to the coast that would be a major that would be awesome if that happened it's an entire region that nascar can capitalize on for racing you know on a professional level not giving enough attention and they keep finding ways to clutch defeat from the jaws of victory yeah Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, yeah, I'm excited. We'll I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the street race next year. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, yeah, after be, all that, he's like, "Oh my god!" I'll, I'll be well if it happens. 
Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I won't book my flights just yet, but yeah, uh, just no, wait until will, it's official. I will be at home and I will watch all the NASCAR people's posts about deep dish pizza while they're out there. See, that, honestly, that's like as like that's as important deep, as a deep, pit pass. Deep dish pizza is not a pizza; it's a casserole. <laughs> oh my god, Danny, kick him out of the call. What the? Fuck hey, I, 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 I thought it was overpressed and overrated. So what the? Dude, fuck? Dude, it was. I went to the Chicago airport. I, I had okay, okay, like this size airport pizza. I had airport pizza. I had okay. Honestly, that was the most expensive pizza I've ever had. It was thirty dollars for the pizza alone. Then I had to pay thirty dollars for parking. It was a sixty dollar pizza. <laughs> okay, I. Don't I'm not responsible for the parking. No, 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 no. New York has dollar slice cheese pizza. I'm not that conversation. It's really the value. Good. It gives you this big paper. ass slice for a dollar, and you get to I, fold it and all that. I get the value. I, it's the same thing with Martinsville hot dogs. They're okay. They taste okay, but they're two bucks at a sporting event. Hard to beat that. New York pizza, it's good. It's a dollar. It's good in a pinch. But if you want to sit down and have the truest, purest, most uh, blissful pizza eating experience, it's you're not gonna, pizza. You're going to plop twenty dollars down. It's a casserole in a fucking pizza. I think honestly, I think if I want some deep dish pizza, I'd rather just have the Detroit style. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're yes, yes, yes. Detroit, Detroit really pizza is good. Detroit pizza is good. Detroit in general sucks. Don't but, go. Okay, but, the pizza is good. Oh, well, okay, but it is good, okay. but it's not Chicago. But Jared is the same one who, when we were trying to get everyone on board to have Pizza Hut deep dish pizza, he was the one who just doesn't like deep dish. So that's just him. I, I, I didn't pizza. say anything about deep dish. I'm on a diet. <laughs> Babe, Wait, pizza, say pizza Hut deep dish pizza? That's not deep dish. That's what not deep dish pizza. No, okay. Little Caesars had uh, Detroit deep dish pizza for a while. It's good. Anyways, so hopefully it's only eight street... bucks too. Eight bucks. Jet, yeah, Little Caesars gets too much hey, hate. That's hey, fair. Jet, Jets though, they they have some good Detroit yeah. style. So, anyways, hope you guys enjoyed the Pizza Weekly part. Yeah, I'm furious right now. (laughs) But yeah, no. In all seriousness, we'll see if the Chicago happens. Join us next week for Pizza Weekly podcast where we discuss pineapples on pizza. Okay. All right. So, what's next? Uh, Silly season. Silly season news. Slap. Feel free to stay with us, or you can head out. Whatever you want to do, man. I'll I'll head out because uh, silly season. I silly season used to be from like august till the end of the year mm-hmm. now it's like the entire year they keep and, announcing and we, stuff and already, I, we, I tune it out we've already got two anymore we've already got like two years worth of silly season news already with us so. yeah there's people like announcing stuff two years from now like i don't even, <laughs> i don't keep up with that crap so i'm gonna see myself out y'all have fun all right, uh y'all man. uh continue liking your deep dish casserole whatever you call it yeah well i'll tell bob where you said yeah, take it easy, bro. Yeah, tell, tell Barbara she owes me. She owes yeah. me money for Road America. <laughs> you know, Slot, thanks for coming on, bro. Uh, take it easy, it. and hopefully, uh, Any, anytime I have a chance that. to simp for Road America, I'm gonna take it. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully, peace, hopefully, Keselowski turns it around. By the way, peace hopefully. be upon ye. <laughs> Slap, <laughs> and, thanks, and you thanks too. For, <laughs> thanks for coming and joining us, Slap Shoes. <laughs> Appreciate it. Anytime. Right. Thanks, dude. <laughs> you know, I wasn't gonna tell him this, but I actually, I actually had thin crust pizza for lunch today. <laughs> it's, it's good. It's all good. It depends on it. Depends on who makes it. Yeah, yeah. I've had it before. It's good. Yeah, all right. I so silly know. season stuff. What's what's going on with that? What's happening? Kyle Bush. Uh, where's he going? I don't know. <laughs> tell Ooh, me. Where is he, back he, to the drawing he's, board. He's, go, he's going down the road to get some deep dish pizza. Hey, maybe, he might. Maybe we he, need to ask the chat. 
Hey, he might just uh, he might just drive for himself and expand. Nah, I don't, he ain't gonna go down. Compared He'll find to... an opportunity, but <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, the, the news with Kyle Busch is yeah. he's admitted in the last week that he's talked to two teams besides Joe Gibbs Racing about next year. He's put some feelers out, but he still feels as though he has a seat in the 18 as long as they haven't announced someone else to that seat. So they're still trying to work out something at Joe Gibbs Racing. But uh, David Wilson from Toyota Racing Development said yesterday, I believe, that they're working on contingency plans in case they can't can't get a deal done for Kyle Busch and said, uh, quite frankly, we are in a bad place right now uh, when trying to work out Kyle Busch's Dang. 2023 con- uh, contract situation. So um, said that publicly too. Dang. I think certainly you got to feel like of all the teams, JGR is the most likely option. Uh, he still wants to be there. They just have to meet his price. They need to find a sponsor that meets his salary demands. And I, I posed a question on my video today. And this is just a like a thought experiment. I don't know if I even fully buy this, but what if Kyle Busch just decided to accept less money? What if he just said, and I don't know if this would even make a difference. What if he just said, you know what? Sure, I'll take a 30% pay reduction next year. Would it be would they be able to find a sponsor then? Would it work out? Would he be would everything be fine? I don't even know. But we look at Kyle Busch the last few years, and we talked about this earlier. You know, he was the champion in 2019. But in the past two and a half years, he has not looked like himself. He only has four wins. He hasn't been to the championship four. He's spinning out twice on his own at New Hampshire. Like, this just isn't Kyle Busch. He should be in his prime, but the stats say otherwise. So considering that and considering the fact that there is a Ty Gibbs borderline cup series ready, like does Kyle Busch have as much leverage as maybe he thinks he does? Like, would it make his whole situation easier if he just said, Hey, I, I'll take less money. If the alternative is I have no ride whatsoever. Like I, there's not really a question in there. It is just kind of a topic. Like, how do you guys feel well, about I'm that I'm scared that he might make that decision when it's too late and JGR has already got the next plan. Yeah, I mean, if he wants to, I mean, if he's able to work out a deal where it's like, hey, like, I just want to stay in a very competitive Joe Gibbs racing seat for next year or maybe a couple of years. Yeah, then sure. I mean, if he's willing to take more money, sure. I mean, like, yeah, it'll hurt you in the, you know, in the checkbook and stuff. But I mean, long term, if you, you know, if you feel like, hey, I'm not going to get a uh, a uh, a much better opportunity out racing then yeah totally take a pay cut so like sorry will england in the chat saying this like kyle is probably worth 30 percent less than he was in 2019 i I agree especially with ty gibbs yeah yeah. i'm just saying i know that's not how things work but he took forever to win in 2020 he didn't win too much in 2021 and then this year's win was was luck sorry i cut you off jared where were you going it, it just it feels like these are still games being played with the, like with the media being used as a tool. Basically it's, it's Kyle Bush comes out to start with and starts saying all these things. Toyota kind of keeps it to themselves for a bit. Now Toyota's coming out and they're giving their end of the deal. <laughs> Poor Joe Gibbs is in the middle being like, everything is fine. Don't worry as the building blows up behind him. Um, I'll be real though. Like I, I've been staunchly that, you know, Kyle Bush is coming back, but as we get to the end of July now, we get into August. The latest that I've really seen any major deal with a big race team be put together would be, you know, you could say 2311 in September. And that's just starting a team and everything when they announced all that. Uh, that was September of 2020. So I'm, I have to think that if they can't get it done before the playoffs, I feel like Joe Gibbs is going to want to try and move on as quick as he can so it doesn't distract from the team because you have to think this you know yes this is definitely something that uh kyle bush is definitely distracted by 
But you have to think that the further this gets and the uglier and the more public it gets, this is going to go through the entire team. This isn't just going to be for the 18 team alone to deal with. Like you're going to probably have teammates like Bell uh, and Truex and Hamlin being asked. You're you're going to have you know a lot of of different rumors popping up left and right that don't even you know probably don't have anything substantial behind them. I feel like this is something that has the possibility to completely blow up JGR season in general. Yeah, I agree that it could trickle beyond Kyle Busch. Although I do think it's mostly going to be localized on Kyle Busch, it but will. it is a distraction. Yeah, like, it's, like it's, it's going to distract the whole team. I think it, potentially, I think, you know, six, eight weeks ago, I think most of us on this panel were talking about Kyle Busch as one of the championship four favorites, like not mm-hmm. the favorite, maybe to win the title, but I think most of us had him you know, at this point, you know, I don't even think Elliot had two wins yet. Uh, Chastain maybe didn't have a second win yet. We we're like, okay, Kyle Busch is in the mix for the championship this year he's kind of fallen to like maybe fifth, sixth, eighth place now on our list. And with these distractions, I only imagine he's going to slip further and further and further. So there's a lot going on for the immediate future and the long-term future. If they don't get a deal done, obviously like where does Kyle Bush go? If he doesn't land with Gibbs next year, does he retire? Does he drive for himself just like in trucks to screw around like a little retirement tour? Or does he go to another team? To me, the only team that could come close to paying him what he would get at JGR is Stuart Haas racing in that 10 car. But now we hear rumors that Eric Almarola might stay in the 10 for another year. Like, Or, or this is another scenario too. And this okay. has happened in in other um, motorsports, IndyCar F1. He takes a, uh, what is what do they call it? A sabbatical. So just a year off <laughs> goes on a walk around. Yeah. Walk just around. takes it. Yeah. just takes a, uh, takes one season off, but it's still filtering out offers until he gets what he feels I've, is a, uh, I've a, said, um, a great offer. I've said for a while, I would love to see Kyle Busch just take a year and run a full truck schedule to try to win a championship in all three series. And this could easily be that year where it happens and, you know, I, granted, I know things blew up like, like a nuke went off when he left Hendrick, but the 48 could be open by, at the end of next year, you know? With it, full, it, with full sponsorship, too. Yeah, The 4 yeah. could be open. The 10 could be open. The 48 could be open. Right now, I think even the 5 could be open. I don't think he's technically got a contract yet, so he probably <laughs> will. I don't think but, they're getting rid of him unless just, he has another 2021. If, if a ride opens at, at HMS, 2020, I should say. If a ride opens at HMS, it's likely to 48, so... Yeah. I'm just I, saying, we, Kyle Bush. we thought he'd have a sponsor by now, and he's, you know... <laughs> I, it, it's definitely starting to get to the point where, you know, because I think all of us, I mean... I, let me look at the uh, poll right now. 64% still say JGR, but that that number was like in the 80s and 90s when we asked this stuff a month ago. Yeah, and I, It seems like they're certain for the most part, but now they're not as certain compared to a couple no, months No, I mean, I'm like 55-45 at this point. Like, I still lean towards he'll go back, but that's just because, man, the last time I saw Kyle Busch consistently not in a car that was the 18 car at JGR – I was nine. <laughs> like it, it's been that long. I can't think of NASCAR now without Kyle Busch in the 18 car, but a whole lot of good that'll do, you know, like we've seen other crazy moves in the past few years. We've heard other rumors and different things. Drivers have said like Denny Hamlin talking about, you know, well, if FedEx leaves, I ca- I might have to drive for my own team kind of thing. There's been so many things that have went against the grain of what we're used to 
that I don't think I can literally lean on that anymore the way I thought I could a month, two months, especially three months ago. My favorite rumor that I, it's unfounded, baseless, but I like that I like the way it sounds for the pure chaos of it is Tyler Reddick gets bought out or gets dropped. RCR drops the option. And so Joe Gibbs Racing scoops up, well, let's more phrase, Toyota scoops up Tyler Reddick a year early, puts him in the 18 car, and then that's, and then, you know, has a gap year, and then he goes 2311 the next year. I love that idea because it frees up Kyle Bush to potentially, potentially, Drive the eight. Yes. No, 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 no. Even better, Kyle Bush drives the three. The three for one season. That's wrong. Why would they do that? That's so wrong. That wouldn't be right. Potentially. Okay, okay, fine. Just give him the thirty-three so he can be double the three. So. This is twice the man situation. Wow. I can't wait till this hits Facebook. That's oh, funny. yeah. Yeah. Crop that part out with no <laughs> out, of, out of context. <laughs> no, but I am, We're just children. Leave us alone, guys. I, I st- I'm with 63% of the chat at the moment. I think that he'll be a JGR. But if not, like a lot of these rides could, a lot of these rides could start filling up. Like if he, if they can't get it worked out. So if he has, you know, he doesn't have all the eggs in JGR's basket right now, but it's damn close. We're about to hit August. Usually deals are done behind closed doors around this time. So it's like, y'all better hurry. I mean, if y'all can get something but, done, like, dude, like Kyle, like if you want to stay, bro, like, Hey, take less money, dude. Like do whatever it takes to, to stay in the ride. Man. Oh. Oh. We'll see. We'll see what happens I'm trying That's to other big news. I'm trying to look something up to know something. I'll, I'll tell you guys as soon as I find it. But if you want to move on, well, well, I mean, Ty Gibbs or not Ty Gibbs, Ty Dillon is out at Petty GMS now, so mm-hmm. the 42 is open now. Yeah, and yeah, then he falls yeah. out, and, and what does he do in the following race after that? He wrecks. <laughs> he oh, the wreck wasn't all his fault. I know. I know. It, but, yeah, no, bad, bad, bad stretch here for Ty Dillon. <laughs> um, it sounds like according to Adam Stern, Noah Gregson's among the drivers that uh. They're looking at among the front runners to land that seat. So I thought that was a little interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm also curious that they haven't yet re-signed Eric Jones, even though it sounds like both sides want to make that happen. I'm just surprised a new team, because effectively this is GMS. Petty's there. There's some existing players already, but this is effectively a first-year team. Mm-hmm. I'm just surprised they're already making major changes like this less than a year into their first season. I, I would have figured, you know, you picked Ty Dillon, not because you thought he was going to put you in the playoffs. You picked Ty Dillon to maybe give you some stability the first year or two. And now you're blowing everything up, throwing that stability out the window. Like, what did, did you expect Ty Dillon to be top 20 in points? Nobody did. So Maybe I, this is a new approach to some of these teams. It's it, They're Take pivoting it's like, hey, really maybe more suddenly. aggressive. More aggressive piv- moves, I guess. I guess. But it's just such a sudden pivot that it's, it, it was a little surprising to me. So that, what I was looking for, I just want to point this out. Jimmy Johnson did not announce Ally would be coming to him until late October 2018. So just keep that in mind. And that was like that was out of the norm, though. Like I remember at the time, we're all like, "What's happening now?" And like we had like some of these sort of freakouts uh, at the at on the show. At oh yeah, day. season one. Yeah, at that, that time we all just broke down, all started crying. Danny had to console us. <laughs> Do you guys remember that episode? Did that one air? Did we delete that? We may not have aired that episode. That's a uh, lost tape. It must have been lost in history. I guess. <laughs> Might have been one of the ones that deleted with Stan I, Bard. I don't. I don't. I don't remember the crying though. Yeah. No, no, you had to talk us off the ledge. It was pretty devastating. Yeah, but anyway, back to reality here. <laughs> um, Eric Amarola coming back? You know, yeah, that's, that's, and that's maybe. 
It may be. Hey. It's uh, uh, yeah, could. The way I see the Almirola thing, I, I said this in our group chat last last week. I think what this likely is, SHR could put Ryan Priest in there, but I think they'd rather have Ryan Priest replace Harvick when he ultimately retires. I don't think they want to rush Priest into the ten and then just have to pull him out of ten and put him in the four. I think it's just that 10 is funded by Smithfield and Smithfield will not stick with Ryan priest or anybody. They're going to stick with Eric Almirola probably yeah. exclusively. So if Almirola goes that 10 car now is as unsponsored as the 18. Now they're looking for major sponsorship to try and replace Smithfield. So I but, think it's Smithfield and SHR trying to lure Almirola back who said he doesn't want to quit racing. He just maybe wants to quit doing it full time. So, which I don't know. Hey, he did the same deal with Mark Martin when uh, Mark Martin was trying to retire. You know, I that. maybe yeah. maybe they could have a deal where we see uh, Riley Herbst or someone like that or Ryan Priest run part time with a ten if if they can't find a better option. Oh, how the turntables have turn tables tabled. Well, and then. Really quick, there's a another rumor that I saw from Door Bumper Queer they put out that there's an Xfinity car team, the three-car team, where they might actually downsize or go part-time with one of them um, due to low funding and make that car an all-star car. And immediately, I just think, colleague. Yeah, because they're doing that for the Cup with yeah. one of their teams right now. <laughs> or I think it's I think it's between colleague or our Motorsports, who's yeah. another three-car yeah. team who has kind of struggled this year. Um even yeah. by their kind of average standards, mediocre standards, yeah. not entirely sure. You know, we talked about landing castle earlier, but it sounds like reports suggested that deal is rock solid, at least through this year. So it just, maybe not it, him. It just depends on what happens to Voyager. Cause they're in chapter 11 bankruptcy. That chapter 11 doesn't mean it's done. It means that they're trying to restructure to, mm-hmm. for a chance to bounce back. But part of that deal could be saying, let's get out of our NASCAR sponsorship. Yeah, so let's uh, cut some, let's uh, save some money here and there. And I, I did see the the um, door bumper clear rumor thing. And I, I maybe, it was hard to un- interpret. It might have been like two separate things. Like there's a three car team that might have a guy going part time. And then it might have been like completely unrelated. Another team might have to like yeah, restructure as, sponsor. I was a little unclear by how they described it. So I, I'm not entirely sure. As, I think they say intentionally vague with it too. As, yeah, they uh, do that a lot. As Peter Strata said in the chat, <laughs> Voyager paid for the season up front. Yeah, I'm not worried yeah. about this oh, year okay. at all, but it's next year I'm worried about. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I don't think I don't think Castle's the one going part time this this year. Like all of a sudden, it might yeah. be next year. Yeah, but I do see Colleague as that team. They're not going to say the name of the team right now, but I believe it's Colleague. I, I think I think it'll be Our. That's my guess. Hour cra- yeah. has crashed a lot of race cars. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I don't know. I just that that team. I, I love think- when, when they announced it because I thought Moffitt. His leadership would be great, but then I remember it's Brett Moffat, and I, he's bristly as all hell. Like he's not the, he's not really. I don't think of him as a leader. I should have thought of yeah. that. Front. When I think of Brett so. Moffat, I don't think of him staying long term of ride. So I just think of him burning bridges with teams. He just bounces <laughs> around. Yeah, he bounces around everywhere. Um, so that's why I'm not a huge. I don't know about that one, but I love Anthony Alfredo. Yeah. Even Jeb's had some moments. When you know, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. yeah, when he's not when he's not threatening uh, Gregson on the track and stuff. Or, yeah, he has his or. Pile driving into Ryan Sieg on the backstretch of New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That did happen too. Yeah. That was a crazy wreck. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about one last thing. And I realize we are going into overtime big time tonight. But, uh, Parker Kligerman, he's looking at options after his truck series win, possibly looking at a, get some cup and Xfinity rides. Um, you know, there for a little bit, he was being seen of Gaunt Brothers Racing, who kind of disappeared off the face of the earth oh, this year. 
Cleggerman to the 18. <laughs> oh, like, would he hey, still be able to do his NBC weekly rants? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, yeah. If you were driving full time. No, um, if I had to think with, with Cleggerman, I mean, mate, you know, especially if Voyager isn't up for the task of sponsoring next year, maybe colleague. I mean, that it would be a similar kind of opportunity for a driver who hasn't really got a fair shake on a lot of the fans' eyes so far. So maybe colleague is an option there. See, the last time Kligerman ran full-time in Xfinity, he was driving for Kyle Busch Motorsports. And this was like back in like 2013. That was the 77, right? That was the 77. Yeah. So it's been a while. It's been a while since he's ran full-time in Xfinity, but for trucks, I could totally see a full-time opportunity develop with um, the 75 team. If they're able to get full-time funding, I mean, he's been fairly competitive in, uh, in, uh, you know, lesser equipment over the years, specifically with that team. He, they seem to bring the best out of each other. So I would love to see them on a uh, full times, see what they can accomplish. Yeah. But yeah, that'll do it for all the other news. It's time to preview this weekend's race. We're heading up yes. to the uh, the hills and mountains and woods of Pocono. The truck series will be the CRC Brackling 150. This is a 60 lap event. Start time set for noon Eastern time on on Fox. Fox actually has this big Fox. It looks like. Yeah. Big Fox. And uh, MRN has the uh, radio coverage of this. Uh, for the weather, it'll be uh, 87 degrees, mostly sunny and very warm, with only a 5% chance of rain. Uh, the defending winner of this race is John Hunter Nemechek. The Xfinity Series will also be there at Pocono the same day in the Explore to Pocono Mountains 225. Uh, is there much of exploring there? Uh, 90 laps of this one, 5 o'clock p.m. Five o'clock p.m. Eastern time start for this one with coverage on USA and MRN. Uh, again, 87 degrees, mostly sunny and very warm. The defending winner of this race is Austin Cindric, who of course will not be in this race. Then the Cup Series race will be the Eminem's Fan Appreciation 400. Uh, they this is the race we talked about this a few weeks ago, where they'll have a special fan of M- of Eminem's and Kyle Busch out there, so that'll be pretty cool. Uh, 160 laps in this one. And the start time for this one is 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. We have coverage on USA and MRN. As far as the weather goes, we'll have a 90-degree high with afternoon thunderstorms, a 40% chance of rain. Uh, Starting at 3 Eastern Time, so, you know, never know what will happen. The co-defending winners of this race is Alex Bowman and Kyle Busch. And, Darian, uh, on that same note, how are those two defending winners looking in their odds for this weekend? Hold on. Eric looks really confused. Eric, we ran... we ran two races there last week. Yeah, but Kyle Busch won the most recent one. I'm just saying. Oh, oh okay. okay. I, I, yeah. I, just never, I just never heard I, co-winners. Like I was like, hours. I was like, I mean, they're the, they're, they're, the, they're the same weekend, so I'll give it to him. Yeah, back. that's what I was saying. Yeah, the same weekend. Yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, I, I just, just thought Eric's reaction was funny. I was just the word like co-winners. I was like, I, I knew what you were trying to say, but I was just yeah. like, that's just such an odd. Like, like, this is an IMSA. This is an IMSA. <laughs> Kyle Busch and Alex Bowman up there at the same trophy. We did it. That's what I was picturing. We both both backed into this victory anyways uh let's move on to the betting odds on the nascar weekly podcast uh this weekend uh kyle bush enters it uh, enters this weekend as the favorite at plus 700 kyle larson plus 800 tied with both danny hamlin and chase elliott and at plus a thousand is ryan blaney 
for the best of the rest. All um, these three drivers are also tied for plus a thousand to win this weekend. Martin Truex Jr., Ross Chastain, and Kevin Harvick. And then at plus twelve hundred is um, is William Byron. And then fifteen hundred is Joey Logano. As for the underdog segment, Brad Keselowski is plus four thousand, tied with Eric Almirola. Plus five thousand is Austin Cindric. And at plus ten thousand a piece is both Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Eric Jones. If and you, you never if, know what if, happens. If, if you want one of those underdogs, keep an eye out for for like a I don't know, like a top ten, top five. Don't count out Brad Kozlowski. His stats here, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be it with he's with RFK now, but his stats here are really good. Exactly. And then really quick, let's go over the uh, overall standings for the uh, NASCAR Weekly Podcast Fantasy League. Uh, Trevor Sports 98 takes the points lead back. Uh, he is currently just over 10 points or excuse me, actually, no, no. Uh, is he uh, actually? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just about 10 points um, ahead of Toyota Tough and P2. In third place is 24 for life. Fourth is Jets 48 and rounding out the top five. Just one point over Ricky Spinhouse Jr. is rpg racing too so thank y'all for playing this year and then as far as the uh nwp pick points go eric had a great weekend swept it and he now has 379 points the chat is in second minus 34 darian is in third minus 64 uh Jarrett, I rejoined you in the basement. Jarrett is minus 98, and I am minus 99. We're both sitting on the basement, uh, chilling out together on the couch. I am falling back. You I'm, on, you, I'm a step up. Dar- Darian, you are. You just parked your car in the garage. You're coming into the basement with us. Yeah, well, let's see if this week if I can unpark um, the car out of the garage. We'll see. But. Well, this this week we have three races and the SRX, so there's there's a lot of yeah, points. There's opportunity. opportunity chat. Opportunity. But damn. But Eric really swept the weekend, and that sucks for us because now and we're got the bonus on. points for the SRX win. So, yeah, we got some we got some ground to make up. But hey, let's I get had right that race into circled. It. I had New Hampshire circled all year. I knew I was picking Bell in January. So did, so did I. <laughs> yeah. So at least I'm happy we got that one right. But uh, Pocono this weekend, a completely different animal. We're starting with the trucks pick, I believe correctly. We're going mm-hmm. in chronological mm-hmm. order. Yes, sir. Uh, I'll go nice and simple. I'll go Zane Smith. I just feel like he's had the most consistent speed of anyone in trucks this year. I know Nemechek won this race last year. I think you said Danny, but going with Ford. Built Ford tough. Ford tough. I'm going to go with uh, last year's defending winner, uh, John Hunter Hunter Nemechek, to win this weekend. Uh, Pocono for the trucks and Xfinity especially has been a place where the fastest guy all year, the guy with the most wins usually, gets the victory. So I'm going Zane Smith as well. And I'm going to go bold and say Carson Hosevar finally gets it done this weekend. Oh, I like it. Wow, nobody picked Ryan Priest. Or uh, who's in the seven? Austin Hill? Austin Hill, yeah. Well, the chat looks like they're going with John Hunter. Yeah. Do you see, see a lot, a lot of John Hunters? I, there's a lot of fours, I see. Yeah, they're going yeah. with John Hunter. Yeah. I agree. Can't give him John. All right. John it is. Johnny right. boy. Xfinity. Xfinity. Xfinity at Pocono again. I kind of like you just said, Jared. I just feel like guys have been strong all year long. Probably gonna be stronger at Pocono, so I'm gonna go Ty Gibbs. Okay, I mean the junior motorsports cars have been pretty strong all year, everywhere it seems like. Uh, so mm, I'm gonna go. You know, no, no, I'm gonna stick with Noah Gregson here. I think Gregson will get it done. I was about to go with Zane Smith for a second, or no, not Zane Smith. Excuse me, uh, Sam Mayer for a second. But then I was like, no, nah, no, nah, you know what? No, nah, no, nah, I'll hold off uh, on that for now. No regrets. Dude, Eric, we're getting shades of last year except flipping us in the points a little bit because I'm going Ty Gibbs as well. It's, it's How the does it feel? Guy this year. Yeah. It, it, it sucks being this low. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and I'm also following along with the Ty Gibbs train on this one. Choo choo. There's a lot of all guyers in the chat. Yeah, I'm seeing a ton of a ton of seven. But there's also Gibbs and Gregsons. There's, yeah. a, there's a good mixture. Those are spread out. I think the sevens look pretty prominent. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing a lot more seven. I think you lean. I think you definitely lean seven. Some berries as well, but I, I think it's probably all guyer. Give him the seven. All right, fair enough. All right, time <laughs> for the sex. I mean SRX race. All right, so this is my one. I get one moonshot of the week. I, I padded my points lead a little bit last week so I can take a shot in the dark. This is the last SRX race, and this may also be the last time for, I don't know, ever, the foreseeable future I get to pull for my boy Matt Kenseth. So it may be a dirt track. I didn't get to watch much of last week's race. I know he got he wrecked towards the end, but uh, I'm going to go Matt Kenseth. He's going to break up the Battle of the Blaney's and, uh, and win it this weekend. Yeah, speaking of Blaney's, just the Blaney's are historically amazing on dirt, uh, specifically the oldest one. So I'm going to go with Dave Blaney to win this weekend. I don't know. Last year proved the young ones always seem to win more. Look at Chase and, and Bill. I'm going Ryan Blaney. People don't notice he actually does have a little bit of a dirt background in him, and he did fairly well. He's going undefeated in SRX, Chase Elliott. And the chat. I think some I'm of the chat are like, some of the chat are like, oh wait, SRX is still on. <laughs> did they well, get over wait, a million, million views yet? Oh, they did. Finally, yeah. finally. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of Ryan Blaney, and, people, and you can't just say Blaney because it got to specify which one. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Blaney. It's just Blaney. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of, we just, yeah, it's Ryan Blaney. Yeah, it's Ryan. Ryan Blaney. Yeah, they're gonna give it Ryan. Yeah, don't uh, don't just say Blaney. That can mean Dave too. But mm-hmm. all right, now we're at the Cup race, baby. Let's right. go. Who's going to suck? Who's going to suck? You know, I'm looking at my notes. I wrote this guy's name down, but I honestly don't remember why. I guess because he just spun out twice at New Hampshire. He's kind of got a lot of distractions. But this is the M&M's fan appreciation for I can't imagine he's going to do that bad, but I, I wrote it down. Or Kyle Bush. We'll say Kyle. Mm. Okay. Um, I have a joke. Kids car sucking, but it's not Kyle Bush. Denny Hamlin has been absolutely inconsistent this year i know it's pocono and then he's had a lot of success here over the years but man, it just hasn't been Go ahead. it's lagged out <laughs> uh i'm gonna go with cole custer uh, i don't need to say anything on other than that had him last week he, i know he won here last year it's all luck bowman's sucking the summer so he's gonna suck again <laughs> Every Damn. freaking week, he picks him to sucker to win. There's yeah. all or nothing with Alex no, Bowman. Alex Bowman would be had 18 wins and 18 DNFs if we went off Danny's. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I've I picked him to suck way more this year, and I have win. I know that. Yeah. And who's yeah. the chat picked? It looks I think like going Custer <laughs> again. Oh God, just give him Custer, bro. Dude, dude yeah. Cus- picking Custer to suck is the podcast version of a layup. It is. <laughs> Damn, it's not even worth so, anything. Like, yeah, gonna... I, I, I like how ever, we're all fighting about, okay, who's going to come into SHR first? Are they going to take over to 10 or to 4? Meanwhile, the 41 is like, hey, I'm, I'm trying my best back here. Oh, you're, oh, you're there? For, forgot about you're you. You're fine. You're fine. Forgot you're you were here. That's part of the Rick Ware alliance. They just keep that hush-hush. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so next up, uh, Dark Horse, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, you, someone, one of y'all mentioned him earlier, uh, and I was hoping you weren't going to spoil my dark horse pick, but Brad Keselowski coming off a top 10. I feel good about this week. 
hey, look, he's coming off of a top five run. Hey, he's he's starting to improve at some of these racetracks. He's still inconsistent. I don't really see him as a as a uh, as a uh, a playoff threat. But last year he got a top five at this very same track. So Bubba Wallace, let's see if he can repeat it for the second week in a row. Ditto. Yeah, I'm also of Eric the the Brad Kozlowski. His stats are really good here and ran pretty well last week. I think he can get a top. Thinking in a top five, actually, he, he might even be a dark horse to win it. But there's a lot of Bubba's in the chat. It's a, definitely a plurality, but there's I think they're like there's twenty threes, forty fives, and basically a lot of twenty three eleven picks. I, I'll give him Bubba. I'm saying more Bubba than anything. Yeah, right. we'll give him Bubba. And All one right. lift. Yes, yeah, so and now for the main event, who's gonna win? Who's gonna win at Pocono, Eric? I'm gonna roll with Daniel Suarez. This is where he came so close mm-hmm. to getting his first career win back in 17, 18. It was one of those years with Joe Gibbs racing. Uh, 18. We 18. talked about how this track seems to favor just teams, cars that have had a lot of speed. That's track house. This may be a little bit of a shot uh, in the dark, but I'm feeling good about it. We'll go Daniel Suarez. Well, I'm going to go with his very aggressive teammate, Ross Chastain, once again. Um, I mean, he had a little bit of speed last weekend, but it wasn't race-winning speed, unfortunately. But, hey, we're going to a place like Pocono where we're all about speed at this particular racetrack. So, hey, Ross Chastain, we'll see if he he can get it done. This guy was good even without good equipment at Pocono. Uh, He's been good ever since his equipment got better, getting the best equipment. Y'all are going to laugh after what people were saying about me in the chat earlier for this one, because I certainly don't hate him because he's been my pick all week. Kyle Larson. Kyle I find Larson. It, I find it funny as hell. The chat was like saying, oh, Jared hates Kyle Larson. He just says he's going to be bad every week. And it's like, dude, he's been my pick for the last week. for this Look, track. compared to last year, it's certainly been down in terms of performance. But we're in a different car and stuff, and he's not running terrible. But yeah, it's just not as good as he was last year. That's a Which fact. It's hard to do. Jimmy Johnson a, was only that good once in his. He career. won ten races. Yeah, I'm not. I was not expecting him to to match that. Man, uh, uh-uh. no way. Yeah, I'm taking the hot hand on this one, Chase Elliott. He's been super consistent these last few weeks, and uh, again, we talk about this being usually being a track where your best guy all season can pull it off. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna say Chase Elliott wins it here. See, Larson and Elliott were the two I was torn between. But I hate Hendrick Motorsports, apparently. <laughs> Chat is this is this is an important one. They are yeah. I'm seeing a lot of twelve. Whoa, a lot from yeah. Ross Crash Stain. Well, well, I'm seeing a lot of of nine too. There's a lot more nine yeah. I'm seeing than the twelve. So yeah, maybe a pull between the nine and the nine 12, and just the twelve. To be sure. Yeah, and, and the twenty the twenty fours popped up a lot too. So nine, twelve, twenty four between those three. And yeah. We'll end off the show with that. I kind of hope it's the 12 or 24 so we can all have different picks. Yeah, but no, I, I am so excited, though, for Pocono just because I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a really good race. With uh, that extra I'm, fifth gear, that's really intrigued me. It's like, okay, how are they going to be able to run with that extra gear? You know, Because I mean, Pocono is a track where you have to shift a lot anyways, right? So man, we'll mm-hmm. see how the, uh, the combo goes. All right, well, a very uh, aggressive – poll has been put into the chat so answer me now and then uh yeah in the meantime let's read off the rest of the super chats yeah sounds good let me see let me find where i left off at 
I want. I'm. I'm gonna just keep an eye on how the poll is doing. Fairly close. I'm actually Whoa. surprised by where it's going right now. Whoa. Yeah, I'm surprised too. Wow. Uh, the chat has spoken. Yes. <laughs> what the hell was that? I'm just trying to fill the air. There's not a lot of conversation. Let's see how long we can be just silent before it gets awkward. Okay, we don't I, we don't have to be silent because I found a super chat now. Oh, there we go. Okay. PTM Billy coming in at four ninety nine. Appreciate that. Imagine the reaction if Kyle Busch drove for a new Junior Motorsports entry in the Cup Series. I actually think it's going to be a TRD sponsored eighteen car. I think that's that could, that could be happen. Just have a Toyota sponsored eighteen for a year. I, I think that could happen as well. Uh, but it would be ironic to see him drive for Dale Jr., but it's not going to happen either. Um, Melon Smasher 1 comes in at 4.99. I've missed a few weeks live, so i got to remind everyone that Ratatouille is overrated and it won't die until Eric admits it. Well, Darian just died on our Zoom call, so I, I don't know. He's the one who seems the most offended by it. Yeah. I, it just bounces off me at this point. You guys say whatever you want. I never said it was bad. I just said overrated. Nova Stone 12 with $1.99. Appreciate that. A real championship driver would have won four in a row. I don't know what that was in regard to. Uh, Shorty P. Oh, Elliot probably. Oh, or yeah, Jimmy probably. Johnson or something. I don't know. Because Johnson didn't. He did. Whoa, he won it's close. We yeah. might have to just do one between the 12 and the 9. Oh, let me refresh this. Yeah, let's get that 24 out of here. Whoa, yeah, that is a close one. Wow, yeah, give y'all another poll between just the 24 and the nine, though. Yeah, that's a close one. Nyers left, <laughs> yeah. We all, do, well, I mean, I got, I got, let's, let's do that then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, my internet just momentarily just like went out spazzed out for a moment, that's why I had to leave. But all right, all right, so the new, second poll's up, new, new poll, new poll. Yeah. Uh okay where were we okay yeah shorty oh, pjm wait, I thought it was no it's between the twelve and the nine oh. yeah twelve and the nine oh, that's twelve my, nine my and bad. the twenty four my, my bad <laughs> yeah wrong poll wrong poll hey well if we get that taken care of we appreciate you guys tuning in tonight we've had well over five hundred watching consistently how many likes we got Let's we pe- well we got two twenty seven from mine but I don't know if it refreshed enough but yeah we peaked at almost five fifty tonight so that was yeah. really fun okay so okay R- real awesome. real poll official is now up there we go all right. Shorty PJ, I appreciate $2.22. Bubba P3, so proud, but scared for Ryan. Blaney is who he's referring to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, going to be close. Isaac coming up, Darn, and I appreciate that. Ratatouille is underappreciated. Evan Morrison coming in with a very, very generous $69.99 Canadian dollars. That's about $50 nice. uh, US dollar. Appreciate that very generous donation there, Evan. Toronto would have been the perfect street course race. And it's, it's an established street course. They host IndyCar and the Pinty Series. It's international, mm-hmm. which checks that box. Why not go somewhere? It's a proven success and would have had a huge turnout. That's interesting. They have talked about going overseas, so yeah. I wouldn't rule it out for the future. But I wouldn't mind that. I don't know. What do you guys think? No, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, in, the, mind in the that future, give it a shot. Yeah. yeah. Nova Stone Twelve coming in at a dollar ninety nine. Appreciate that. Blaney should force his way to HMS to replace Bowman. Huh? Be interesting. I, I don't. That's not realistic. Though. I, I don't, but I'm. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. Deep down, I'm kind of thinking Bowman won't get forever just because they've always been doing just little 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 by little by little depending on what the sponsor mm-hmm. says so we'll see yeah we'll see 
Napa Racing Fat 927 coming in up to $2. Appreciate that. The iceberg is now the Michael McDowell iceberg. <laughs> okay. The Super Squad just donated a dollar. Didn't say anything, but good to, good to see you, Super Squad. Thank you for that. And then, again, very, very generous $100 donation coming in from Chris Contino. Man, that is very much appreciated. Thank you so much for your support to the show. Wanted to thank you guys for all the content. I am a new NASCAR fan. Always thought it would be boring. Man, was I wrong. Being from New Jersey, not many race fans, so glad I have a place to hear discussions. Pocono will be my first live race. Go Briscoe. Hope to meet Eric there. That's right. Eric will be there, and you should hopefully be able to run into him there at some point. Yep. Oh, cool. Planning on announcing an uh, official meetup time, maybe Saturday hey. and Sunday. So, uh, no, that, that's a super cool comment. That's great hey, to hear. Don't thank us for the content. Thank you yes. for watching. Thank you. you. It, without people who watch us, we wouldn't be able to do this. So thank you very much, Chris. Bruce Morgan comes in at four ninety nine. Appreciate that, Bruce. IndyCar and F one pick cities with cachet for road courses. Uh, NASCAR picks Chicago, an increasingly violent city, clearly in decline. A boomer decision? Question mark. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You can make the they, case. Yeah, they got yeah. the last pick in the draft. That's yeah, kind of how it feels. It's not a bad city. It's a cool city to visit. It's just not but compared to on, other cities, though. It's not yeah. as trendy or gr- quickly growing the way those other two or three are. Yeah. So. Uh, JS Ski comes in at 499. Appreciate that. You have to give one of these guys a second chance on a top right. You choosing Scott Scott Speed, Scott Riggs, or Scott Wimmer? Oh, y'all, <laughs> Scott. I saw. Yep, I saw. Great, what Scott. There. Uh, All right, Scott Speed, Riggs, Riggs, Scott, Scott Riggs in in a fairly good car back in 2006, damn near won the Coke 600 and the fall Charlotte race. I think he could do all right. He almost, he almost won the uh, 2003 Bush championship too. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to go just because if my buddy Isaac ever watches this, I don't want to be mad at me. I'm going to go with Scott Wimmer. I'll go with uh, Scott Speed. Give Scott Speed another chance. Just the name Speed as the last name. It's so so um good from a marketing standpoint and he was a pretty decent driver in his day in f1 and um he had some moments in nascar but two of the I would first, like to see him. two of the first die casts i ever owned was a wimmer cat car and a riggs Vaveline car they're like the two of the first ones i ever owned i don't know where they are now but no. but no scott speed die cast i know Lola, no can't say no. i had one ross ross that's hard to say that ross crash tane comes in at 548 appreciate that okay Welcome to the uh, Alaska 47 in Chirac. We'll say it like that. Presented by uh, Colombian Farmers. Uh, First to complete 47 laps or whoever survives it longest wins. Yep. That's a good joke. Yep. Milton Valenzuela Jr. Appreciate the $5 donation. The Chicago Straight Circuit looks like the Sochi F1 track. Google it and share if you like, please. Oh, gosh, the track's awful. It's universally hated, <laughs> actually. Napa Racing Fan 927 comes in again with another $2. Appreciate that. Can Iowa Speedway make a return to NASCAR with a cup date? I don't know uh, at this point. I don't know, but IndyCar is going there, so you can at least watch some IndyCar racing. That's, that is true. Yeah. Scott McNew with the $5. Appreciate that. Coming from Michigan, I will say this. If Detroit is able to have a street race safely for IndyCar, then I'm pretty sure any city can. That's that's very true. Yeah, and dude, yeah, they've been going there for years and years. I, I, They're about to go downtown now, I think, I, too. Honestly, I think that's at this point the, the the stuff about Chicago being dangerous is kind of more like a meme really than anything. So 
Uh, Sly Supersonic, appreciate the 1226. Hello, my Fantastic Four. As a JGR slash Toyota fan, I am not happy with NASCAR's decision day on Cendric's tire issue on pit road. How can a rule be different for my team versus every other team? Not good. Well, well, I'll explain this. I'll I'll explain why. See, Toyota puts in a lot of money into the sport. They've been doing that for years. Don't peddle conspiracy theories. Oh, well, come on. How do you explain it, though? I I think it's a bad call. I know I agree with with our super chat here that they should have been consistent. I think Bell should have gotten a penalty. But you could argue Bell stopped immediately. The tire only rolled through about two pit stalls, whereas Cindrix, he was going down pit road. It rolled through a bunch more. It rolled through people who were actively doing a pit stop. That's the argument, but I think it's a weak argument. I think if the wheel if you're going to enforce the wheel the penalty as strictly as they have for some people you got to do it for everyone if it falls off and rolls away from the car or outside of your box that should be a penalty and then in the off season we should change the penalty it shouldn't be a four-way race suspension they yeah. need to loosen up well, on that next year well to kind of counter on that slice supersonic gave another ten dollars uh they said i love jgr to death but that doesn't mean i want nascar holding them to a different standard than everybody else cendrick's issues were no different than bells this was not right and everyone knows they, they were yeah. subtly different, but in a nutshell, no. Both were safety NASCAR, concerns. So I, I think it was the wrong call. No, but in all seriousness, NASCAR, they're consistent with being inconsistent. Nothing it's to another do with reason, any, It's just that's what the way they are. It's another reason I kind of get squeamish when we talk about, oh, NASCAR needs to officiate more black more calls. It's like, I don't know. We get a lot of this. We get a lot of this where you're like scratching your head. Like, what where was the decision there? Where's yeah. the consistency? One of the, the, what is the – Biggest things I'm, I was still mad about earlier this year was the Kyle Busch situation of of how that was kind of like missed. That was my biggest complaint about that mm-hmm. part. And um, by by the way, Danny, I think you might be able to close the poll. I know it's close, but I mean we have over two hundred who have already voted, so I didn't know if someone uh, keep it up longer. Yeah, I'm gonna. It's close, but it, it is gonna go to the nine. I'm gonna give him Chase yep. Elliott. Give it to the nine. Close it. Hey, fifty-one to forty-nine. All right. Wow. We're going to make a quick run for this because we still have a lot more Super Chats to go. Steve Kuharski, appreciate the 499. What does Petty GMS do if Eric Jones leaves at the end of this year besides Noah possibly to the 42? What becomes a 43? I don't think Eric Jones is going to leave the 43 this year. Honestly, it's more like where would he go, really? Yeah. (laughs) Back to JGR. Uh, you come crawling back, Jones boy. Uh. <laughs> More like, so you want me back? Or what's the deal? <laughs> uh, Steve Kuharsi again for $1.99. Uh, funny comment. If I want deep dish pizza, I'll eat lasagna. Here, oh, I, lasagna is good too. I don't know. Hero Hope 5, appreciate the $5. Y'all hating on cities, yet everyone rather lived there and in metro areas than in backwards rural areas of no future because kids are leaving to cities. Hey, I'm from Las Vegas, bro. Now I kind of live in the... Actually, <laughs> actually, statistics show that people are leaving cities faster than any other place in the uh, country. People, it's the so suburbs. Awesome. Everything's going to look like a suburb in so, 20 so, years. Yeah. So, 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 yeah, you know... the. Two of these other guys, they moved here where I'm at. So I'm, I'm originally from a town that had a population of 4,300 people, so not that many people. I moved out to a city that's – or a town that's a whole lot bigger, but it's close to a metro area, but it's a smaller metro area. I can't I can't deal with huge cities. I'm just not like that. I'm a country guy through and through. This is about as big as I can get. See, I get the best of both worlds. Downtown Nashville is only 20 minutes away, and then I can just come out here, and then boom, there's like no noise at all. I, I mean, yeah, it's just it's it's, it's just chill. I go out on the lake, yeah. very chill. So you know, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I live 30 minutes away from Houston, but I don't live in Houston, but it's, it's the right balance. This is where people are going. Brian Green coming up 999. Appreciate that. I live in the Springfield, Illinois area. Lincoln lived here for most of his life. I think as a biased person that the state fairgrounds should be a backup track, but it would definitely suck. Andrew Meyer comes in with $5. Appreciate that. Fun question. Who's your favorite driver you've never seen race? For me, it's DW. I love his racing style, and he's a great person overall as well. It would have to be Dell Sr. for me. Yeah, because, I mean, all I hear is about all these stories about, oh, this is what he used to do and stuff from my parents growing up and stuff. So I'll, I'll do a different one. I'll do a different one. Curtis Turner. That's I like that answer. That'd be an interesting one. I don't know if he's Pioneer. my favorite, but he but he's one I'd be like super intrigued to go back and see like in real time. I don't have a good answer to that. That's that's a tough question. I've got kind of a more unique one. It's it's kind of a, a toss up between Ricky Rudd and Ernie Urban. I never saw either of those two guys race, but I think it would have been nice to see them race back in the day. I'll oh. say I'll say Alan Kulwicki. I would have loved to see his rise and that nineteen ninety two season would have been really cool to follow that mm-hmm. kind of small independent team success story. Yep. Hold on, I just had to refresh it a little bit. Uh, Steve Kuharski comes in with $1.99. Again, appreciate that, Steve. You've been very generous tonight. What if Kyle buys Rick Ware Racing and goes cup racing with KBM? Uh, Rick would charge him a ton of money for that, Steve. I don't uh, think he's going to do that. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Two Why would you not just take the 20% or 30% pay cut at JGR? Dude, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Just take the pay cut, bro. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I... Two Penny Puppet comes in $1.99. Napa extended Chase Elliott's contract today. Yep, we, we talked about that. Yeah. But appreciate the $1.99. Uh, Zachary, Dell Jr. fan, comes in with $2. Should HMS find Alex Bowman a new crew chief? If it keeps going the way it's been going, possibly. I mean, it hasn't been too good for him here lately. Greg is uh, Greg Eyes has been kind of meh to me. They, they've got an, they've got an, Jr., they've got an okay relationship, but I mean, uh, I mean, Dell Jr. went with uh, what was what was his name, Lance McGrew, for a lot of yep. years, and they, I, I feel like they might have been okay, but they didn't do that good together. So no. Yep. Wayne Montgomery comes in with $1.99. Appreciate that. Ready for SummerSlam next weekend. Wayne, I will see you there. I'll also be at SummerSlam in Nashville. That's cool. TA Gaming with $1.99. As a Texas guy, I am pulling for the 17. Uh, looks like that came through two times, but either way, TA Gaming, appreciate $1.99. And uh, yeah, uh, 17 would be a good person to root for. Mm-hmm. Melon Smasher 1 comes in with $1.99. Can we get the Milwaukee Mile back? It'd be nice. Yes, I, I doubt, please. It'd be nice, but I don't see that happening. Yeah, the only racetrack to host a a official NFL championship game. <laughs> Just a fact. C Henry twenty appreciate the four ninety nine. Does the forty eight needed crew, crew chief change? Well, we just talked about that, but possibly. Yeah, maybe. Napa Racing Fan 927 appreciate the two dollars. Will another new track be added for the twenty twenty three schedule? Um, I don't really know of anything that would be. I'd heard rumors of Mexico City, but I don't know with the Chicago announcement, some of the stuff that's been said. I don't I don't know that that's going to happen. I would love, like, if we're talking about international tracks, either Mexico City or um, a circuit of uh, circuit of builders. Yeah. Yeah, um, possibly a Canadian track, but mm-hmm. that'll do it. That's all the Super Chats we've got for tonight. Appreciate everyone very, very generous on the donations yep. tonight. Uh, you can catch us next week, July 27th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, over on Darien, Black Flags Matters uh-huh. channel. Uh, we'll go over all the events of Pocono and preview the Indianapolis road course coming up next week.
And really quick, let me ask you all this. Um, in terms of, uh, is this um, is this one of the longest podcasts in series history? Definitely up close. there. Not even okay. close. Longest uh, one was almost four hours in season one. Okay. Is this in at least the top five, maybe? What did no? we talk about for four hours? Was that just you and Danny, Jarrett? Who was no, who was no it was it was pre-dairy and it was the three of us. And I remember afterwards wow. we get off we get off and Eric just goes, Guys, I love doing this with y'all, but we gotta make this shit a little <laughs> bit a little bit shorter. <laughs> I'm, I'm, bro, I'm literally sitting here thinking, like, damn, there's no way I would have sat through this, three and a half. This hours. was just this was just one of those shows where we had a lot to talk about, but then also y'all were very generous on the super chat, so we had a lot to talk about. Yeah, too, and so. and and most importantly, you guys stayed through through uh, throughout all of it. it yeah, seems like. I mean, we've well, well over four hundred people. Watching. I've, I've been watching. We've 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 had four hundred people decide that for some reason these three these four guys are worth listening two and a half hours to. So appreciate yeah. that. And and and, and a moment for a slap as well. So oh yeah, we, we got yeah, your bonus slap it. shoes in there. I didn't even know that yeah. was coming. Appreciate it. But yeah, no, catch the NASCAR Weekly Podcast on my channel next week, July 27th, exactly one day after my 25th birthday. So we can, we can celebrate what Woo! I did. Yeah, Woo! so we can kind of recap uh, that stuff as well as the uh, Pocono weekend. I got the actual yep. day call video if you guys want me to end off there. Yep. <laughs> I think we all can agree on that. Go for it. See you guys. I don't hear anything. Yeah, there's nothing there, Jared. I didn't hear anything. Here, here, I'll do my own thing. (laughs) 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 Great. Holy moly. Take off! Yeah! This guy. Thank you! (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Great job, man. Buddy, let her rip. Rain like hell, baby, come on! Oh my god, guys! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! You guys are the best! Yes, 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 yes! Oh, what a... Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.